You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Ooh, and we're recording too. Ooh, we're official now. We are officially official. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we are um, live this morning at Dawn of the Collectors at the VFW in uh, good old St. Clair Shores. St. Shores. Shores. Shores, my home base. So, yeah, we're just going to sit here and gab a little today and, you know. We're actually on the shore, which is, which is kind of fun. The water is right there. Yeah. The nice. Yeah. Cold, cold Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cleansing waters of Lake Minnetonka. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of busy for being this early in the morning, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, toy collectors are a whole other breed of animal. It's it's kind of cool that there's uh, this many people here this early. It's really kind of cool. And... There's actually some really good booths today. Like, I've been looking at some of the comics and toys around here, and I'm wishing that I wasn't broke. Because if money wasn't an issue, I would have money issues now. Yeah. Well, luckily, <laughs> I already got one really expensive thing. Rudy... Uh, yeah, dude. Rudy donated a uh, very expensive... Where'd it go? Bo- uh, it it's, uh, should be right over there in the little uh, Tupperware bin on the floor. Oh. The milk crate on the floor. Ah. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. So, Chris, I'm very happy. Chris yeah. with the... Uh, the Boba Fett number the, one. That will be added to the Boba Fett shelf. Yes. The, 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 the Wall of Fett. The Wall of Fett. Yeah, yeah. It's the sequel, yes. actually, to the, new, to the series. He did not say the Wall of Fett. He said the Wall <laughs> of Fett. So. No, no, no. I'm, the Wall of Fett is my new podcast. Yep. <laughs> so, hopefully, we get some... Uh, some new interest in the podcast today. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I'm coming at this at this time of day. Negative. You know, it could be. Uh, it could take a little while. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have me watching the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, everybody smoked too much weed last night, and they're just kind of oh yeah, chilling dude. out at home, like I mean, sleeping in with their puppies, doing the smart thing. Yeah. Normally, I would be asleep with my beagles right now. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I would be cleaning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. This is so, actually a vast improvement over my normal Saturday morning. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Actually getting to do something on a Saturday instead of working or yeah. cleaning or yeah, taking yeah. care of other people's wants and needs, <laughs> you know. Um, so you, we, were, we were talking about what we're going to talk about while we're here, and, and Chris brought up the missteps of Hasbro um, and handling some of their, their product. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. how how could a company completely destroy one of the largest fan followings of any product with the way that they handled Dungeons and Dragons over the last six months? Dungeons and Dragons, Star Wars, GI Joe, yeah, all of it. This uh, going windowless boxes, his, uh, which is cracking me up that people are angry about it. I actually like when you open them. They are so much cooler than they used to be when we were kids. Like the the, the 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 all cardboard ones, you open it up and you get like a little case with all the parts in it, and it's like a little Footlocker in for the GI Joe. It's like a little Footlocker yeah, stuff, yeah. and and at, like all the parts are individually wrapped in tissue, and and it's all biodegradable. 
The you know it's pretty cool. I think the boxes look really nice. They do. I like the art. I like the mm-hmm. photography on the boxes. But I, for me, the big issue is I like to see what I'm buying. And uh, those figures being, mm-hmm. you know, protected or hidden behind the uh, cardboard right. is an issue for me. And yeah. I know a lot of people have had issue with uh, they've bought figures and then they go home and they open this windowless box and the figure they bought is not in there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's been that's that's been a thing. And that's that's my big issue. Um, yeah, you know. And I'm a box collector. I don't open many of my figures at right, all. Right, where I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm gonna open them all. Right, so. right. But so GI Joe is this way now. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. The new D and D figures are really cool looking. They are cool looking. Um, and some of the except re- for I guess the wrist joints are terrible on them. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I haven't bought any of them yet because I kind of stopped. Um, yeah. It's only been Star Wars for me now. Yeah. I'm down to two lines and. Neither one is as big as Star Wars, so I don't have to worry about that. So, which ones are you collecting now? Uh, the He-Man, the Masters of the Universe Origins figures, okay, and the um, the GI Joe Classified. Um, and so far, I've had absolutely no issues with any of the 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 new box stuff or any of that kind of yeah thing. Well, that's good. You know, um, I need to. You know, I need to buy more, <laughs> but I did have to kind of get out of a lot of it. Yeah, because yeah. I was doing Transformers, GI Joe, the DC, yeah, right. Star Wars, all of it. So now, what's kind of interesting that I'm seeing with the classified figures, most of the figures are still coming in blister packs where they still have the plastic right, on right. it. It's the the guys with their motorcycles and multi packs of figures, or like the new Snake Eyes where. The brand, the the fifth Snake Eyes, I think, that they put out so far. Yeah. It's kind of like McFarlane with Batman figures. Okay, um, okay. Where there ha- it seems like there has to be one in e- one Snake Eyes in every wave. Right, um, right. The new one is another, a second time they put him with uh, um, Timber, his wolf. And okay. it's in an all-cardboard box. Duke, the Tiger Force Duke with the Tiger Force Ram Cycle also... All cardboard. The multi-figure pack for ninjas was was all cardboard. Um, but like, I picked up all of the Tiger Force and Python Patrol figures, and they're all blister packs where you can look right at them. Okay. Um, okay. And then they're also doing at Walmart exclusively. Um, the the they're doing um, vintage card back classifieds. Okay. Okay. Where they're the full scale, the six inch, but they're on the giant on these giant card backs that look like the original card backs. Nice. It's nice. really cool. If I I might run over and see if I can borrow one from one of my buddies over there and see if I can show everybody show later. Show it off here. Yeah. 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 Um, but like like and for those ones, it's kind of cool. They're actually doing them based on the, the paint schemes based on the Sunbow cartoon. Okay. Okay. So like. There's never been a Destro figure with eyebrows. Yeah. Until this, until the, the <laughs> cardback one actually has his eyebrows like he did on the cartoon when we were a kid. Did he have eyebrows? He had eyebrows on the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it oh, was hilarious. Right. Yeah, because he would kind of flex them. Yeah, because it would be <laughs> lots of, all of his emoting was his eyebrows for some reason. Like, once you put eyebrows on his face, just make his whole face very emotive. Yeah. Although he was pretty emotive, like a lot of teeth gritting and and screaming and laughing and <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah my dear cobra my commander cobra commander <laughs> <laughs> um 
So, I mean, there's been those issues. For D&D, they, they decided that, briefly, that they were going to revamp the open gaming license. Yeah. Which would have taken a lot of third-party creators that make content for D&D. Right. And made them owe uh, uh, Hasbro money. They were trying to monetize third-party creators, and it was going to be anywhere up to 25 to 50% of their profit was going to go to Hasbro. Wow. And um, they all were like, nope, we're going to make our own game system now. Like, immediately. Like, it happened. They got, they got like, a, a test thing of, okay. like, this okay. is what you're looking at in the future. And they went, okay, fine, thank you. And... Like Kobold Press and a couple of those other guys were like, we're going to make our own game system now and it's going to be totally open for anybody to make content for. And uh, there's a huge boycott on D&D Beyond, the the app and web service that allows like character creation and you can have your books and all that kind of stuff in there. Right, right. Where thousands and thousands of people um, canceled their accounts. Wow. In like a week. Like it was so bad that the account cancellation page crashed. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And so Hasbro was like, okay, we're not going to do that. We're going to, here's what we're going to do. And then they did a different modification to the OGL and people just kept on quitting. Like, nope, we're not doing this. And um, finally they're like, fine, fine, fine. We won't touch it. We won't touch it. We are sorry. We made a huge mistake. People will boycott anything these days, though, won't they? They will. And but the the neat part is is that in situations like this, you can see it work in a positive way. Um, now the problem is is that people are now doing the we don't trust we don't trust them anymore. When are they going to change their mind again? Are they going to slowly change it? How are they right, going to do right, it? Right. And so people are saying that they're not going back. Okay. Okay. And part of the deal is, to me, if you're going to boycott a product to get, make to enforce a change that you want, your half of the deal is to go back after the boycott to show them that them making that choice matters. Yeah, you made the mistake. Right, right. You know, that like, you treat us right, we'll treat you right, not you treat us right or we go away and never come back, even if you try to fix it. <laughs> well, this kind of shows the power of social media, too. It does. Um, it does. You know, a lot of this is going on with the new Harry Potter game oh, as well. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I hate saying this. I am I kind of agree with them. Although, I had somebody jump all over me because I was like, you know, fuck her. But <laughs> I am going... I Watch might, your language. There's children present. I know. That's why I said super quiet. <laughs> um, but... I might do it in a way to really kind of stick it to her because I know all of the game studios hate this and so do the creators and I'll buy it used. When somebody else is done with it, I'll buy it and then my buying it will never count towards anybody. It'll already have been purchased by somebody so I'm not hurting anybody and I'm not supporting anybody. Um, And then I had some dude go off on me for, oh, like it was a day and a half of me getting messages on my saying that. Of people just irate that that's not how it works, and I'm like, like you're still supporting her, and I'm like, not really, no, not really. If I'm not giving her money, I'm not supporting her. Yeah, yeah, it's all kind of, yeah, you know. Oh man, this dude has an armful of underdogs. That is dope. Hell yeah, dude, dude. 
love the underdogs. Dude, is all. But you it's got a fun day today. But, but dude, you got Simon Bar Sinister. Oh, dude, that is amazing. Check these out. These are awesome. <laughs> dude, can you yeah. imagine if they redid Underdog now? Like, they did the live action. That was actually pretty funny. It wasn't good, but it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> Yes. That wasn't bad. It is a lost art. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. No, you're good, man. I brought you into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those were cool toys, man. <laughs> it's funny to me because, you know, with the pandemic brought a lot of new collecting. Yeah. Um, in, like... You know, they kept saying, oh, it's going to taper off, it's going to taper off, it's going to taper off, because people don't have the money anymore. Right. But obviously, from the turnout at 10 a.m. today, people do have the disposable income to still buy toys and, uh, you know, do the things they want to do. Although our amazing host, Rudy, over there, was telling me that, that online sales have been tapering off Pretty seriously. Really? Well, now, Rudy, was that for comics or for toys? Comics. Comic, to- comic sales are dropping? So there you go. The comic market might be available to people again in the near future. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. I mean, when you start seeing uh, fairly common books selling for the millions, um, yep. you know there's an issue in the market. Yeah. This place is, like, really packed. It's almost it's as really packed, packed as last time. I came at, like, 1 o'clock last time, and it was packed. But, yeah. yeah. Rudy's throwing a hell of a, a, a little... Uh, little party here. little party. Yeah. <laughs> Our hostess with the mostess. <laughs> <laughs> we just need some drinks now. Yeah, dude. Dude, where's the rum? <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit. We'll have the yeah, rum right. in a little bit. Yeah, but no, uh, you know, Hasbro, you know, has not only effed up with the windowless boxes, but they're also, you know, I'm a big Star Wars Black Series collector. That's my thing. Right. And they've really messed up with the repaints and re-releases. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, with the carbonized editions and the um the credit collection figures right and you know i'm a sucker for everything star wars so i want it all but it starts to become pretty apparent when when you're doing a quadruple dip into the same side character yeah you know there's a problem you know how many different (laughs) editions of cara dune do i need really zero to be honest with you zero but is the the proper answer to that question yeah but you know (laughs) There's so many different Mandalorian figures. There's so yeah. many different Boba yeah. Fett figures. Yeah. You know, how many different Darth Vader figures do I need? Right. And, you know, and I, I've actually been dip, dipping into some of the um, the uh, retro figures yeah, as little, well. Yeah. I love them. I love them. I, I love the, the, the prototype ones. Yeah, the prototype Those ones are cool. Are cool. Yeah, yeah, there's a Chewbacca prototype over here that I'm going to snag today. <laughs> um, Hold off on that. 
I, I actually know. Hold off on that because oh, I, okay. I might actually know okay. a, a store that has them in stock. Got it. Got it. <laughs> well, price is not bad. He's, I think he said fifteen bucks. Oh, that no, no either fifteen it. or twenty. Do or, it at that yeah. price. Do it. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about me not actually finding it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we should mention our spon- our sponsors. Um, obviously, Dawn of the Collectors. Dawn of the Collectors is, is one of our show sponsors, yeah. and then of course ProjectorScreen.com. Always check Woo! them out for all your uh, home theater needs. Yeah, but unfortunately, Flint hasn't hasn't picked us back up yet because I'm homeless now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They took away my house. They took away your house. But we'll be talking to Flint soon and seeing what we can do there. Right on. You know. Um, but, yeah, back to Hasbro. Yes. It's just too much yeah. stuff. There's too so much. much going on there. They yeah. they have now, and I this one I don't know as many details as I would like. I guess they're also really pissing off the uh, the Magic the Gathering fans. That, that some they did something to them, to the... I think they're re-releasing more cards. Yeah, that are rares, and they're making it where they're not going to be rare anymore. Right, right. And they're killing the value of their own product uh, in the aftermarket, which is obviously making Magic fans unhappy. Upset. But what kills me about that is that I get that it makes the people that have been fans mad. Right. Right. But they need to bring in new fans and get, make it where things are accessible to new fans, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever they put out these new versions of it, all it really is doing is making it where they can have new people play. Yes. And have the same cards that other people have without yep. having to spend, like, sell their house. Well, and I mean the same thing with the Pokemon cards, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude, it's crazy. It's insane. Did you see that Target was selling uh, a Pokemon... Card, trading card box. It had like a bunch of like unique yeah. things to that pack um, for a hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus! Around Christmas, it was it was literally in the middle of aisles in its own. That's crazy thing. Dude. It was insane, and they thought they were gonna fly off the shelves because these things had forty or fifty of them on there, and I never saw one of those empty out. And I go to, I work in Targets. Right, So right. seven or eight Targets that I was working at, I never saw one empty out. So I think they're overestimating. So one thing but, I'm yeah. noticing and a thing I've noticed at the last couple of these shows, and I know some people take issue with it, is the pops. Yeah. You know, over here, I mean, we've got thousands of pops. Yeah, yeah. And that has become like one of the big focal points of collector shows it's crack it It really is like you've seen my collection yeah yeah my collection's completely out of control completely out of control there's so many of them there are but what's neat about them is that if you're a collector if you're a star wars fan they have every character that you want in star wars oh dude yeah if if you're weird and you're I'm not saying Twin Peaks fans are weird. I'm just saying if you're weird and you want toys based off Twin Peaks, right? They have a whole line of all the Twin Peaks characters. Yeah, yeah. Like literally anything you like, you can get it. The only issue I think people have is that their eyes are so dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're soulless creatures. They are. They are They're absolutely the, soulless. They are the the big black 
voids. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, I mean, uh, hold on. Let me let me embarrass myself real quick. Oh. Oh yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I know that, that nobody wants that. So I have apparently I have 286 pops. Personally. That's not so bad. But that's how much they're worth. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you've spent quite a bit of money on those. No, no. I have never bought one for more than it costs to buy it off the shelf. I've never overpaid more than retail. Neither have I. I usually just buy them on clearance at GameStop. Yeah, that's one you of know, the best ways of doing it. They have uh, some phenomenal deals at yeah. GameStop. As much yeah. as people want to bash on GameStop, I picked up Dude. last week I mm-hmm. was in there, and they had the clearance table. And on the clearance table, they had all the Star Wars Bounty Hunter series. Oh, nice. The ones that are GameStop exclusives right. in the big box. Yeah, but the they, ones where they have the connecting bases to make yeah. the Death Star or the, the Star Destroyer bridge. Yeah, so I yeah. got, um, they were on sale from mm-hmm. like 30 bucks down to 14 or 15 and then oh, they had nice. an additional 30% off. Nice. So I grabbed five out of six of them. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was actually now they have the Sith collection. Oh, do they where really? It's, where it's all where it makes a Mustafar base, uh, like a, it's a flowing lava base, and they are all it's the Emperor and more money to Darth Maul and Vader and um, I can't remember who else. It's, but it's like four or five different Sith. I mean, but yeah. then, like, dude, I have I they they did a blind box for Star Wars for where it came with two pops. Okay. And keychain and all sorts of little things. Right, right. And you were guaranteed a light side and a dark side pop. Okay. And they didn't tell you that it was the gaming series. And so I bought one, and I got dark side Darth Revan. Okay. And light side Bastila Shine. Nice. And they're exclusive to those boxes. They're cool as hell. Like, they're gorgeous pops. Um, yeah. How are we doing? We're doing okay. We got. We've been shared. People yeah, are sharing us. We've been shared. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's ten thirty in the morning. We have zero. Well, one viewer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I technically have been viewing it this whole time. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So no, I mean it is what it is. It is. Now this one's cracking me up. This one I bought for fifteen bucks. Okay. Like aftermarket, like it, they were long out of stores, and I yeah. but I found them cheap. And now that Legend of Vox Machina, the the cartoon I've I've been raving about, and the podcast for it, Critical Role, have completely exploded. All of a sudden, he went from being a fifteen dollar pop to being a hundred and fifty five dollar. Holy shit! And it was literally a three week period. Nice. Like, like I looked like two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's, right, he's right, fifty right, right. bucks. And then now, he's over one hundred and fifty. Man thing. I, I bought a man thing one. Way back when, like six years ago, it's one of my, my one of my one of my yeah. It's, <laughs> first of all, Man Thing because Man Thing sounds so dirty has been one of my favorite characters at Marvel my entire life. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, my favorite comic I own is Giant Size Man Thing number one. Yeah, because it literally is Giant Size Man Thing number one. And yeah. if you don't have a dirty mind, it do- it doesn't sound horrible. But if you do. It's amazing. <laughs> I got my giant size man thing out in the car, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, Bring that but, in. But, yeah, I mean, I bought it for 
10 bucks. Yeah. And it sat at 12 bucks for five years. Werewolf by Night comes out and it's a $120 pop. Blows it right up. $120. Like, not bad at all. And now the sad part is I don't sell my stuff. So none of my stuff is like, the value is means very little to me. The but, value means nothing to me. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I'm not in it for that. I'm in it because it's something I care. I like. Yeah. I used to care. Mm-hmm. Like, a long... Oh, Randy's oh. talking. <laughs> Somebody's going to win something. Oh, who's our winner? Pick a winner, Rudy. Pick a winner. Come on, Rudy. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> we won't be over here making fun of you, I promise. <laughs> no. No, never. We don't ever make we fun of you. We are far too respectful for that. <laughs> the problem is Rudy will kick our asses. <laughs> Literally. Rudy is like multitask. Mm-hmm. Martial arts teacher and, and... And toy guy. Toy guy. And what's really... And teacher. Yeah. Teacher, teacher. Right. Yeah, teacher, teacher. So, yeah, no, he could literally read these numbers, kick our ass at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and teach us a lesson. <laughs> and, and teach us history. Yep. All at once, we'll get some world history, we'll get an ass kicking, and um, and people will get prizes. It's pretty cool watching people buy these things and, like, walk away with a smile on their face and kind of, right. you know... Stretch your arms out and look at it, you know. Well, dude, I mean, like half of this is people's childhood and their, like, just what they love. It's all nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Well, for oh, yeah. me it is. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of it is. But, yeah, back to not caring about value. Yeah. Like, when I was, like, in high school till the time I was, like, 21 and I was expanding my, you know, vintage Star Wars collection at the right. time. You know, I cared about value. I had everything priced out. I created oh, yeah. a database oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. all of that. But now, dude, what, what do I care? Yeah. I have a job. I, I have pay a, my bills. Right, exactly. Like, it's it's for me and for my personal right. enjoyment. Right. That's really what matters to me right. about collecting. And it's also part of the reason that I got rid of so much of my stuff. Because I was like, eh, Transformers, I really don't care about Transformers. Like, they're cool. Right. But I really wanted to get it down to the things that you I genuinely want care about. And for me, that's Star Wars. Yep. Yep. And it will always be Star Wars. So I basically tapered it off to just Star Wars stuff. Right. And that's an our age thing. That, oh, that for sure. obsession for sure. of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I know kids like it. Kids love Star Wars. Like, 90s kids love Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but for us, I think, our, for us, it was such a... a did I just? <laughs> We're shaking all over the place. It's all right. I'm I'm just so Nobody excited. Nobody cares, I'm, right? Uh, all of our viewers are going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Thank these, God we're recording this. You know, these guys shaking the camera. Like what? What are these Some unprofessional bastards doing here? These bastards, bastards, these silly bastards. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. But I mean, yeah, I mean My for friend? us, us, it's Star Wars, man. Like that's that oh, is our yeah. childhood. That was really, I mean, that's where it all started for me. Well, that's like I was, uh, when I was getting ready to leave this morning, I was going, like, in my head, I was doing the the list of, I'm like, if I see this, top, (laughs) no, top 10 toy lines was going through my head. Oh, okay, okay. And 
it dawned on me that the top five is really funny. I guess it would be top, yeah, top five. Right. It's really funny because it's a one, a clear number one, a clear number two, and then three tied for third. Okay, so what's number one? Star Wars. Yeah. It has to be Star sure. Wars. For it, sure. It, re- Absolutely it, it for revolutionized sure. the toy, the toy yep. industry. Yep, yep. Number two has to be Barbie. Yeah. Barbie literally debuted in 1953 and has never stopped being made. Oh, and it's huge. And it's, it's still, still huge. huge. It's still huge. As it should be. Like, it's not. does it appeal to me? No. Does it no. matter that it appeals to me? Not at all. No, it doesn't have to. And then tied for third is G.I. Joe, Transformers, and He-Man. Okay. Which and, and you could actually very easily, they could move down to four and put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in at number three. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, because like that is that is some collecting crazy people, turtle fans. Holy crap! Like I have friends that are obsessive over about it. turtles. Oh, dude, they'll put out a new version of the same figure, and they're all over it, like you are on new <laughs> Boba Fett, right? <laughs> mm, Boba, right? I, I need a new. I need the new Boba. I need it. I need it right here. Mainline it. It is genuinely like packed in here now. It is. It is crazy. This is like a COVID nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) They're giving out vaccines at the door. They are. They are. Damn it. (laughs) And and we're not giving a choice. No. No. Mandated. We're gonna we're gonna do the uh, the air pressure guns though when you walk in. We're just gonna shoot you <laughs> in the arm as you walk by. Man, can I tell? Have you ever had one of those? Yes. Oh, it's so funny. They either hurt really badly or they don't hurt at all. Right. Depending on how terrible the person doing it is. Yeah. When I was in the navy, like at boot camp, you're walk. They literally have you walk a gauntlet, and it's just this you that you walk. You walk in, and they you stop. And one person comes to each arm and shoots you in the arm. And then you move forward and around the corner, and then somebody else shoots you in the arm. It's like in stereo. Oh, dude. Except for, like, yeah. (laughs) And the really mean people, like if you were a dick about it, or if you were, like, all flinchy and weird, they'd hold it just far enough away from your arm that it would cut your arm. Yeah. And inject you at the same time. (laughs) Where if they hold it up, it's just a little tiny dot. But it's it's actually a, a line, so it would literally slice your arm open. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, and so if that doesn't sound fun. It wasn't. It wasn't. And luckily, I was not one of the people who got that. But like three of the dudes in my division did, and they totally deserved it. I'm having fun watching him clean up on these pops over here, dude. He is raking it in. Yeah, he's gonna have a very good day today. Yes, and he's got the best table in in the whole. Con, oh yeah, he gets the entryway. Yeah, he has the whole, like, everybody we, has to walk we by. We have, like, the second best, because, like, the entryway is, like, right here. But right. everybody walks in, they're like, who the hell are these weirdos are with there, the microphones? Why are What there, are they doing here? Dudes, like, like I, <laughs> although I have to admit, I do feel kind of like we're doing an NPR radio show. Yeah, so do like, I. Like, I'm waiting for some, for Mr. Schwetty to come in and tell us about his chocolate balls. <laughs> 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 Suck on my chocolate salty balls. Well, I was going for sweaty balls. I know. Yeah, but the I just had to throw chef's, the chef's chocolate salty balls were delicious. Delicious. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Yep. 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 Wow. <laughs> 
so here's one of the ones that get get always blows people's minds about me because I I have a decidedly dirty sense of humor and nah. I, I love potty jokes and I can't stand South Park. Really, I can't stand it. Like I've watched probably ten episodes. the The World of Warcraft episode was funny. The movie was funny. Oh, the movie's hilarious. Like I will still sing some of the songs from that movie involuntarily. Like they'll pop in my head and. Yeah, like shut your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the shut song your about in face, Uncle Uffer. That one. Yes, yes. Oh, Terrence, you farted. Oh. Oh. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. All right. <laughs> Have a bloody buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that uh, the show on Netflix, the toys that made us, that Dude, really that was covered awesome. all those you know yeah. major major toy lines, and like you're the right, Hello Kitty and stuff. And yeah. The yeah. the Masters of the Universe one was really that was fascinating. Very very interesting how you know they were trying to develop something to compete with Star Wars, right? In how they kept going back to the drawing board to try right. and come up with these different things. And obviously, Masters has been through many different versions over its mm-hmm. now what forty years. Yeah, don't say that. It's kind of crazy. It, yeah, yeah. This is the fortieth anniversary of of Masters. Of is the it this year? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're, all their figures this year now have a, a, for, a, a foil forty label on the top corner, and yeah, and the new ones that they're putting out are ridiculously cool because it is the old figures that we're used to, except for they actually added articulation to them. The new characters, the new Masters oh, figures are dude, pretty sweet. Those six-inch ones, yeah. are, are awesome. Yep. But the Origins ones, where it's the the old ones that we used to collect. But they literally, now you can bend their arms right, and swap right. out hands. They look great, though. They look perfect. They look phenomenal. Um, that's why that's one of the, the, the two lines I still actively collect. Although, so truth be told, I have a third line that, a third and fourth line that I kind of collect. So I, I am doing the Super 7 Thundercats. Yeah. Because they are gorgeous. Gorgeous. The, the, like, the booth that I was going to grab the, the G.I. Joe figure from has a bunch of them, and they look like they're supposed to. Like, the Tigra looks like Tigra. Um, and they have all the points of articulation, and they have all the accessories and yeah. all that cool stuff. So that one I'm collecting. And then when it finally – they're on the boat, literally. On the boat, on their way to the States now – the uh, Silverhawks that okay. Super 7 okay. is doing. Um, funny enough, Wave 2 is coming out before Wave 1. But um, those are shipping March. And they, from what I'm seeing, they're gorgeous. And I've picked up all of the actual Silverhawks. I'm not worried about the bad guys because, honestly, the bad guys between oh, I remember, Cats. I remember you telling me when you were going to pre-order those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. I, I did the pre-order, and they're finally – that was two years ago, almost two years ago that I pre-ordered them, and they're finally shipping. And so by September, we'll have the first three waves. Nice. Yeah, and they're insane. They're insane. Like, if you remember – you guys remember the show, there was um, – Oh, what was it? Bluegrass, the, the guitarist, the, the pilot. Mm-hmm. He comes with his guitar, and he has these attachments that you can put on the end of the guitar that are the flying music notes that, his, that, his, that it shot. 
Okay, okay. And they're like this translucent blue thing. It's super cool. It's super nerdy. I'm listening. I'm just trying to do some more shares here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know what's going on. I'm seeing it. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, toy lines are, are improving again. Like, even the Jurassic Park toys now are gorgeous. Oh, those are cool. Those are really cool toys, actually. They are. And some of them are huge. They have a Mosasaurus one that I was looking at that's like two feet long. I'm like, that was a playset when we were a kid. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Although, have you noticed nobody has playsets? Yeah, the playsets are kind of hard to come by. It's always yeah. figures now. Yeah, it's just figures. Um, but there are Masters playsets again yes, now. There are. There yeah. are. The, the, the Castle Grayskull that they re- dropped last year. Yeah. Is gorgeous. It's actually better made than the original. And that's what I've heard. It's really ridiculous. And I've heard the paint job on it's really, really nice, yes, too. Yes, yes. They actually... Uh, any of you that are old enough and had an original Grayskull know that they all kind of looked like they had a mask for it. Yeah. But that they held the mask like six inches away from the, the, the castle and sprayed it from another foot away. Mm-hmm. So it was always overspray. It never looked quite right. It never matched up. It, it always... And everybody's looked different. This one... Like, the roofs look like roofs. The stone looks like stone. Everything is where it's supposed to be. And it looks perfect. I mean, it's literally a, a perfect representation of what we had as as kids. I'm just glad, honestly, that I got out when I did. Because it was getting out of control. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I only do the two. And Origins I can stick with because the figures are cheaper. They're only 15 bucks for the figures. That's so, not bad. Right. I mean, with these Black Series figures starting at like twenty nine ninety nine now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I've had to kind of chill on those a little bit yeah, too. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's really, really expensive. It is. It's for yeah. an action figure for a piece of plastic, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like those silver hawks I'm buying are <laughs> fifty five each. And it hurts me in the soul every time I've had to pre order it. Yeah. But right. fortunately it you pay for them when when you pre-order them, so I don't have to worry about making sure I have money later. Yeah, because 110 randomly coming out every couple months later on is going to be like, yeah, ah! yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is just so much of it. There is. There is. <laughs> so, this is so, so cool, and there's and I'm loving that it's not just adults here. Like, I remember toy shows used to be. Like, honestly, like, 30s and up only. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it got more and, and it got worse and worse over, for a while there. Like, it just kept skewing up and up and up and up. Yep, and yep. kids weren't coming to these. And I'm looking at, like, 20-year-olds and... and I'm looking at, you know, uh, seven and eight-year-olds. Yeah. I'm like, literally kids. Literally, like, there is a young lady being carried by her dad around us. Yep. Like... And everybody's excited about what they're looking at. Yeah, no, this is really cool. It is. It's nice. It's so, nice to see again. Back when we first started the show, like five years ago, <laughs> me and Scott did our first live show here. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, it was like I think like episode seven or something like that. 
we were here. Wow. So this was a long time ago. Wow. Um, I think we're on like episode like 138 or something now. I think we're in the 50s. What's that? I think we're in the 150s, aren't we? No, no, no. I thought we were there. I think we're at like 138. Okay. But yeah, when we hit 150, that'll be pretty cool. I'll that'll be, be happy be, with that. That'll be crazy. Yeah, that's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, um, especially with a three-year break for COVID. Oh, yeah. So, you know, again, we've talked about this many times. It's kind of cool to be back after so much time. But we're having to do a little bit of rebuilding, you know. Yeah. And, again, I don't really want to call it, you know, outreach or whatnot, but we're going to try to do more public outings like this where we yeah. can kind of go and connect with people and try to promote the show yeah um it just it's fun it's just and, fun and help promote events and stuff that, yeah that are like 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 some of the cons that we've been talking about that we want to that we would love to go work we definitely like to get back to motor city again yeah, yeah. motor city fun. nightmares would be cool too motor city nightmares is there's is a awesome. few yeah so you know hopefully astronomicon can, would be fun to work and then the other horror there's another horror convention in town, and I can't What's, remember what the... Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Mara would know. I'll ask Mara, her about Mara it. Mara will know, yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah. Hell, Andrew might know. Andrew might know. Somebody will know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think somebody else might win something here in a minute. <sighs> or he's advertising food next door. Oh, is there food next door? I, is there, Rudy, was that a, there's food next door? Is that, oh, oh, food. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, luckily, I ate before I left, so I'm, I'm, I did not. I'm okay on that front, but Chris, we, you can always go eat and. I didn't bring any cash with me, so I'm sure it's cards cash are, only. I doubt it. Nothing's cash only anymore. <laughs> like, there's like four restaurants in all of Metro Detroit that are like, we don't take cards. I was at a restaurant the other day in Ferndale, mm-hmm. and they had a 3% fee mm. if you mm. wanted to use a card to pay yeah. for yeah. food, but they didn't have it on the door. The The sign was at the register. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so, so they, they, wait they, until... they wait until you go to pay. And then drop it on you. Yeah, and That's I was not happy. Oh, was it not wasn't Hambo, that, no. was it? Because Hambo is pretty awesome. No, it was um, that grill... That's at like uh, right at like eight in Woodward, like oh, just north before yeah. Taco Bell and Subway yep, and yep, all that. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. I recommend Hambo if you're going to eat over there. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a really like really that's good right Coney by the Magic food. Bag. Yes, yep, yes. Very really cool. good Coney food. Look at these midgets, dude. Dude, there's little people. They're <laughs> everywhere. Little people are everywhere. Like, yeah, like if they start singing and dancing, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like music from Annie, then I'll then I'll yeah. totally be in. Like, yeah, or Oliver. If they start singing stuff from Oliver, I'll just like start running around behind him singing "Pick a Pocket." What about or two. the sound of music? No, I, I will leave. <laughs> I will leave. The I, hills are alive with the sound of Griswold. See that that I'm 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 more okay with. Yeah, me too. Um, you, you're, we are since we are a movie podcast. <laughs> I have never finished The Sound of Music. I've just fallen asleep every time I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or I just get bored. Not really of interest to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's a classic. It is. It is. And I know the music. I mean, being a, a theater well, nerd yeah. a theater nerd in high school, I mean, I kind of had to know a lot of that music. Right. I mean, although... 
I never had the vocal range where I could sing half of that stuff. Yeah. I, I've always been in the, the deeper register, so I'm always like, oh, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> You're a terrible person. <laughs> I, I have to play, like, they only have right parts for me is Raul in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um, Bill Sykes in Oliver. Okay. Um, or Mr. Bumble. Like, yeah. Either way, I'm selling or killing kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, like, all those parts. So, yeah, yeah, that's... That's what I grew up with. I guess I could be Daddy Warbucks, voice vocal range wise, and I could sing it probably better than Albert Finney. Yeah, because his voice was not very good. In no, that it movie. was terrible. It was terrible. I was well. Oh, and I, I actually Excuse wanted me. to play, pay you a compliment, and, and this will make you. This will make you laugh. I don't know about. Oh, we actually had another viewer there for a second. <laughs> um, I was listening to The Smiths on my way in today. Yeah. And it dawned on me that I like the way you sing Smith's songs better than Morris. <laughs> He's just kind of boring now. No, no. Like, I'm listening to his voice, and it seems off. When I'm listening to it, like, yeah. it's not quite on key. And I'm like, huh. He always sings a third. Is it? It's always a third. There's actually a video on YouTube um, called Sing the Third, and it's a guy singing anything and it's always in a third and it always sounds like Morrissey. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. That's really fascinating. And you know, there's actually Morrissey Pops. Yes, there are. There are. You grabbed me one of those, right? I did. Yep. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> How could I resist, man? <laughs> Damn Pops. Uh oh. Our key fr- our frame rate dropped. Oh no. 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 We'll, well, we'll in unison do the Darth Vader scream. Yeah. Ooh, this dude, this dude has a beautiful oh. Sky Striker. Nice, dude. Can we see that, dude? Can we see it? Can we show that thing off really Oh, quick? dude, and you do have all. I was like, does he have the fins and everything? Oh, dude, and almost no yellowing. That's nice. That is gorgeous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it sings in and with perfect Ace. condition. That's nice. Did I used you, to have. Did that you pick thing. up? Did you pick up the new one that they're dropping? No, the Haslab, the Haslab one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm right there with you. Stick with the classics, my friend. Yeah, and yep. and five hundred dollars for a Sky Striker seemed a bit high, but yeah, it came it was, with five figures and. Like, it's funny. Whenever we get these toys from people, we should just like take them and run off. <laughs> My car is on the other side of the parking lot. That won't work, and I don't oh, run fast. That's a really nice Sky Striker. Bye. Thank you for the Sky Striker. Yep. Rudy, stop him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take that dude's Sky Striker. I used to have the Sky Striker, but oh yeah, that was the one that we blew up. <laughs> were you making kid mo- movies? We were. We were having like. I was like 12 or 13, and right. it was like, okay, we're going to have all-out war with the Joes. Yeah, yeah. And we we had, you know, a bulk of uh, fireworks from going to Tennessee. Oh, Jesus. And, I mean, we just, we bombed everything. And now <laughs> I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's like. Why I, did you do that? When I was a kid, I was I used to kit bash all my G.I. Joes. I'd, yeah. t- I'd undo the screws, and I'd make all new figures. And some of them came out really cool. Most of right, them came right. out looking like monstrosities. And so I did that to all my Joes. And then my He-Man figures, I, I buried yeah. somewhere in my yard. No idea where. Yeah. I went back looking for them like five years later and nope, no idea. 
So when I was really young and I had my, you know, first batch of stormtroopers, mm-hmm. we lived in this townhouse and I buried like three or four of my stormtroopers <laughs> and years later my brother's friend moved into the same townhouse yeah and they were digging up the yard because they were going to do new sidewalks right and they the found friend your, they, found my stormtroopers nice yep nice and at least they wouldn't be yellowed from the sun right right they were <laughs> they were kind of mangled though oh i'm sure they had been underground for you know yeah eight to ten years oh wow yeah so that, that's still awesome though now I wish I had more stormtroopers. Don't we all? That's like with the, <laughs> the classifieds, dude. Oh yeah. They've been putting out vipers like crazy. They have a three pack of vipers that you can buy now. They have Python Patrol vipers. They have Viper Officer and another type of viper. And I'm like, I need them all. And then they also have every type of bat known to man. Really? Yeah. So now they have like four different bats out, and I'm, I, I, I it, give me that crack, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm buying them all. It's all cracked out on toys. Oh, dude, like if you could see how bad my office looks right now because I, I have no room to put anything on display, so I just have boxes stacked everywhere. Tell us, Trevor, do you have a problem? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I do. You're like Chris Rock in New Jack City. Oh, dude, I am. I am, except for I will not do that for for a classified figure. I can (laughs) afford them. They're not that bad. Um, Although, like today, I got no, like, I had a panic attack this morning because cash is a little tight. And all of a sudden, Amazon's like, hey, these three figures, we're we're updating our shipping information for them. I'm like, not today. Not today. Wait a week. Wait a week. And it's like, like, no, we pushed it back to May. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. So now I can get Now you got a little bit of time to save up for them. So, yeah, it's the Crimson Guard Bat. Yeah. The uh, Falcon. Do you remember Falcon from G.I. Joe the movie? Yep. And Cover Girl, the hmm. the woman, the one who she drove the, uh, right, the right. Wolverine. Yeah, and they actually went decided to make her look like a model this time instead of like she did in the original. Well, she they, was a, she was always a model. Like yeah, that was yeah. that was like her bio. So they decided to kind of make her look more like one, but not go like over the top, like perfect makeup and right, all that right, ridiculousness. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah, yeah. Those, those are shipping soon. But, dude, they just announced, like, the, remember the Televipers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They announced Televipers are coming out with Trouble Bubbles. The 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 flying pods. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, the, they're actually doing classified scale those now. Like, they just did a the 40th anniversary of, of the, 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 the three-point whatever figures. Right. Um, they just did the, po- the their podcast or their their live stream of announcing stuff, and they have like thirty. They announced like thirty Joe figures for the classified scale. So, at what point is too much? Too much? Like, at what point are there too many toys to buy? Because sometimes it feels like there is way too much. Or am I wrong? I, as long as they keep staggering them, I'm okay. Okay. If you drop ten at once. I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's 250 bucks. Yep. You know, it. I mean, like next month, I have Serpentor with his air tra- chariot shipping. Okay. You know, like that's an eighty dollar figure. 
Well, unlike the Star Wars waves, the Black Series are what typically six. They're six per wave usually. Yeah. Okay. GI Joe's been doing three, three to well three to six. Okay. Like, like so that's not too bad. And then they don't drop them all at once. They kind of stagger as okay, the figures okay. come out. So you get like two a month. Because for me, you know, six figures at that's once. That's a lot. Hundred eighty bucks. Yeah, and you it's know? brutal. Yeah, but, but like I managed to actually keep up with the the classified stuff. So it doesn't seem like there's way too much of that. Not yet. Not yet. With the Black Series stuff, it seems oh. like every it's month a, there's yeah. you know another six figures coming out. Yeah, all these waves, and then you've got the vintage collection too, and right. there's so many of those. Hey, Steve's here. Who's Steve? Steve Green. I don't know who Steve Green is. Steve from Voyager 3. He's been on the show a couple times. Oh, I don't know what Voyager 3 is. Yeah. It's a band. So Voyager 3 is a synth rock band. It would be defined as soundtrack music. Oh, nice. Um, They did the soundtrack for New York Ninja. Oh, nice. I love that movie. Yep. They recorded the entire soundtrack themselves. It was a movie that was made in the 80s. It was never released or finished and or finished and uh yeah so our local synth rock soundtrack band voyager 3 did the full score and soundtrack for it. i i did not know that michigan trivia that is yes awesome. yep yeah steve lives right around the corner from me oh, okay. he has his own studio um they play a lot of live shows Huh. And, uh, yeah, he's been on the show a few times with us now. Now I wish I would have brought my copy of New York Ninja for him to sign. Yeah. Because I oh, would totally we can do get, that. We can get that done easily. Because I would totally do that. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, he did the full soundtrack. Well, his band did the full soundtrack. And you know what cracks me up about that is I loved the A-list stars. They got to do the voice tracks. Right, right. The dubbing for that movie. Yeah. Oh, that was so amazing. And the writing was so terrible. If he comes back, we'll get him in here. <laughs> We'll get him in here, and we'll uh, we'll talk to him about New York Ninja. Right on. And see if they have any Voyager 3 action figures being made quite yet. We, Probably yeah, not. We need a Voyager 3 pops now. Yes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I need my own pop. So do I. So do yeah. I. That's when I will, I, Dude. Will be, I will know that I have made it. So that's what we need. We need the ability to make custom-made pops. I'm surprised right. they haven't done that yet. Hasbro's doing it for, for Black Series and, really? and um, Marvel and G.I. Joe. Huh. You can, um, on the app, if you buy, if you download the Hasbro Pulse app, yeah. it actually has a, a feature where you take your camera and you okay. rotate your camera around your head, and then it digitizes your head, and then you get to pick which action figure line you want your figure to be in. Very interesting. And you get to pick which body type you want out of that and yeah. then they print your head put it on there and ship it to you in your own package with Hell accessories yeah, dude. and it's only like 50 bucks i need one yeah <laughs> it's like 55 bucks dude i i i keep almost doing it except for all of you guys with beards it does not like beards okay well then you're gonna have to shave yeah. <laughs> That's never going to happen. It, it might eventually. I might eventually get back to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to just go back down to a goatee or something. Yeah, hey, I think Robert Smith is here. Which one? There. There's oh, Robert there he Smith. is. There he is. It's either Robert Smith or what's his name from uh, Counting Crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam. Adam. Dude, don't even get me started on Counting Crows. <laughs> 
I'm going deep in the weeds here. <laughs> we used to love, well, we still do. We love their first album. It was a great album. August and Everything After. Yeah. It, you know, great, you know, album, mm-hmm. like road album. Listen yeah. to, when we were driving up north doing stuff like that, we'd listen to it. Mm-hmm. But me and my wife loved that album. And Counting Crows did a tour, and it was like the 15th or 15th or 20th anniversary it would have oh. been the 15th anniversary of august and everything after yeah and we were so excited and we went and he doesn't sing any of the songs the way they were recorded on the album oh he's one of those dudes he, wa- he makes sure that you know that it's a live show and sometimes it's he's out of key and it's, he's pitchy and oh. it's bad and we were so excited for that show what's up man how you doing hello we ended up, we ended up uh Walking out of there, we left early because we were like, we can't take this. It's that, so brutal. that's depressing. Yeah, that's it depressing. was because we were so damn excited for that yeah. show. Yeah, I remember, and and this is really bad. Um, in California, we we uh, in our area in Santa Cruz, they do uh, free live music every Friday night on the beach. Yeah. And they'd actually get good bands. Like, we had Sly and the Family Stone, right, Berlin. Right. Like, we got to see some really good stuff. And they did Spin Doctors and Counting Crows as a night. And it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, nobody was singing well. Like, it was almost Flock of Seagulls live bad. Oof. Like it was, it was painful. <laughs> Spin Doctor singer um, is not good live. And no, neither is a singer from Counting Crows. I'm no. sorry. No, Adam, what's his name? Yeah, I uh, I offended somebody on a Counting Crows post the other day and said, "Man, they suck live." Well, just go home and listen to the album then. Well, yes, I will. That, I will that, go home. That is literally listen. my plan. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate the advice very, very much. Thank right? you much. <laughs> How you doing, man? What's up? Can I take a picture? Sure. Absolutely, man. <laughs> and and you actually know my... So I secretly have a third line, well, a fourth line that I heavily collect besides Funko and all that, and it's Legos. Like, that, is, I am Lego obsessed. His Lego collection is sick. Yeah. And if there's only somebody here that could actually... Hit- Oh my, oh my God! There is, and now the only problem is that I still have no money. So wow, yeah, because I collect Lego and GI Joe and Funko and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab one of those so, cards, my friend. Then now I'm getting hooked on the lighting kits for Lego. Oh, my my wife and I we do trunk or treating um, in our town, and so we decorate the inside of our trunk. And this year we're going to do a whole thing Lego. And so we have the Scooby-Doo Haunted Mansion. We have the big new Haunted Mansion. Um, And we have all the Scooby-Doo sets. And we have a bunch of, and like the the Haunted Mansion from Disneyland. And so that we're going to do is a, because it's so small, because it's not minifigure scale, with it being micro scale. We're doing it as a mausoleum. And so we're going to do, and to do it all on a Lazy Susan. And we picked up the lighting kit for the big Haunted Mansion. Oh, are you uh, so close to Dearborn at all? I am. I'm in Oak Park. Okay. Because right now uh, in the Henry Ford, they have uh, the Scooby Doo band. Oh yeah, I know. I want to go. They're they're doing they're this, they're doing 
uh, at the Henry Ford. I'm, I'm telling, we're live casting while, I, while I'm talking to you. At the Henry Ford, they are doing, it's a Scooby-Doo escape room, essentially. And it's all sorts of different puzzles that are Scooby-Doo themed. And you work with Fred, Velma, and everybody. Oh, yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> so that was... Yeah, bring us one of those cards. Lego Gary. And here's... Here. Here, give me those. Oh, what's that? Oh. Oh, cool. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank, thank you, me. sir. Thank you. Right on. And so he gave me a minifigure. Lego Gary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to open it up on while we're here. We're getting all kinds of good stuff today. Yeah. I got that Boba Fett comic. I'm getting minifigures. Yeah. Dig it, yo. Let's see what we got. Please, oh, we got the reindeer. Because it's always the reindeer. But the reindeer is super cute. For anybody who hasn't seen this. That's how you know I built this one a couple times. Oh, it is the Lego reindeer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a person dressed up as a reindeer. Nice. And so... There you, you go. You can hold it up to the... So people can actually see what it is. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is exactly this the noise is, reindeer Yes, make. this is a noise that reindeer makes. Rawr. Gonna <laughs> eat you. This is a what we call the vicious reindeer. Yeah, yeah. It's cannibal reindeer. He will F you up all day long. Yep. yep. Beware. Beware. <laughs> the, the reindeer stalks. Next movie coming out is going to be Cocaine Reindeer. Oh, and I will be there. Yep. Oh, I would be there in a heartbeat. I can't wait to see Cocaine de Bear. I can't I'm seeing wait. it next week. Did you hear that, that um, what's her name, that produced and directed it? Um, yeah. She brought the head home and actually <laughs> has it mounted on her wall in her house. But she also said this could be the movie that ends her career. <laughs> yes, yes, which makes me want to see it even more. And even it more, won't. for sure. It totally won't. Have you, no. have you seen that she's doing, um, oh, what's that game show from the 80s with the whammy? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. She is the host of the new version of it. Okay. And it's actually good. Really? Yeah, it's actually wow. really good. Wow, like, pretty cool. It is, it is. So, no, I'm going to, no, should I do it now? Yeah. What? So, recommendations. I've, uh, like, I'm oh, always, yeah. I'm always have a hard time with recommendations. If you guys are, <laughs> if you guys like Criminal Minds. Yeah. The new Criminal Minds on Paramount Plus, uh, the reboot, or not reboot, but like a continuation. Like, got it. Is insane. Because it's made for Paramount Plus, not for network TV. Okay. It's a pretty hard R. And it is intense. It is super intense. And they got rid of a lot of the campiness and silliness that the old show had. And it's a, it, it's, that's actually pretty uncomfortable. So it's Criminal Minds? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to let my girls know about it because yeah. they love that show. The only people that didn't come back for it are um, oh, um, Reed didn't come back for it because he actually has another show on now. And I can't okay. remember who the other guy was. But basically the whole cast came back. And so you get Joe Montaigne as, um, as Rossi. And he is as Joe Montaigne as humanly possible. Wow. 
That's a helicarrier. You know, some people have money and some people don't. <laughs> right? Me. Yeah, no. I'm in the don't category. Um, yeah. I'm going to plug this laptop in. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, somebody has a has the first appearance of, Dared, of uh, Deadpool over there. Yeah, yeah. we're always on air, man. Cool. Hey, yeah, we're doing our own show in a few months coming up. So oh, cool. oh, nice. To nice. To, uh, okay. Yeah, I should I I dabble in podcasting too, but yeah, we got uh, do you guys uh, yeah, contact info. All of us are gamers, are gaming nerds right, right. too. Uh, so yeah, eight bitcon though, um, April twenty second, twenty third. We got a sweet facility. We're gonna have vintage video game stations set up and stuff. Nice. Uh, Where yeah, are you at? Uh, on that mic. Yeah. Uh, oh. Tell everybody, man. I love the shirt. Oh, I love the shirt. Is that two thousand one? Uh, no, this is from a company called Into the AM, T-shirt oh. of the Month Club. So, yeah, shout out Into the AM. Uh, yeah, guys, my name is Noah Carroll. Uh, me and my brother, we run the Uncanny Collectors. Uh, we have been vending here for just over a year now at Dawn of the Collectors. Uh, yeah, Rudy Gar's a great guy who runs this down here. Yeah, he's one of our main sponsors. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> well, hey, well, we'll have to talk. But, yeah, so me and my brother, we are getting into hosting our own shows. Uh, April 22nd, 23rd. Uh, the Lexus Velodrome is the first ever 8-bit con we'll have. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a real good time. We're going to have vintage video game stations set up. We're going to have lots of different vendors. Uh, it's a huge facility. Um, so, yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, for right sure. Uh, what's your cool. name? I'm Trevor, man. That's Chris. Yeah, we Trevor. We are Real Crime Podcast. Yeah, hey, guys, I'm going to check you out. And, uh, right on, man. Yeah, hey, also. We're 130 episodes deep. Nice, so. nice. Uh, also, if you are into disc golf and you like podcasts, check out The Flight Files. That is my podcast for my other little side. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, yeah, we hey, will chat. Meeting, hey, man. thanks for letting me sit down. And, uh, Absolutely. How long until this airs? Uh, it, it's actually being live oh, broadcast right hey. now. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, it cool. is recording, and we'll probably be posting it so later. Yeah, tonight. you know, I like to listen on my earbuds. Yeah, so. yeah, dude. Yeah, cool I mean, guys. Hey. We're mostly movies and that sure, kind of stuff. Hey, so. hey, we'll, we'll talk about possibly yeah, doing something. So, right on, man. sweet. We'll talk hey, guys, good. get out there. Have fun, man. Thank you for stopping by. Right. Need to get Rudy to come over here and and, and talk to people. Rudy is more eloquent than all of us combined. <laughs> Sorry for the dead air. Um, wow, we've got a bunch of shares today. Um, man, I wish I could take you guys around because there is some good stuff to see. Um... Hold on a second. We are live streaming from here. Yeah. That's actually an excellent idea. Uh, yeah, pee break might be a good might be a good call. I can entertain for a few. There we go. Hey. All right. Now it's just me. Now it's just you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go urinate. Oh. Yeah. See, look, no pants. Oh, no pants. <laughs> yeah. So I'm seeing more and more stuff here that I need to buy, which is a very, very, very 
bad thing. More Star Wars stuff than I could ever need. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hopefully we can get a few more guests on here while we're here today. Just kind of looking around. Trevor's uh, going to take a pee break. There we go. What did we do? Oh, nothing. We were attacked by a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, that is awesome, that patch on the back. Hell yeah. It cel- cel- uh, looks like it's from a Star Wars celebration. We should totally get Rudy over here eventually. Yeah, once he's done He's over there shaking his head. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Did he say no? No, I don't know. He's, I think I'm just projecting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't project. Man, so I went, I, I walked, did a little quick little walk around yeah. the floor. Man, there are some good stuff here. Um, there's a dude in the corner that, like, is kind of hiding, like, that he has some really good Joe stuff over there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 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 I wish I was still collecting. Yeah. Or, or buying. I still collect, I just don't buy. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to have to skate around here in a few minutes myself. Dude, you should. There's some good but stuff. we have until 3 o'clock, so. We do. We got we got a while to we do. go still. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're obviously not going to keep this going the entire time. <laughs> I'll probably oh, come on. start talking to walls by then. Right, shares. right. Hey, I'll put you a, come over here and talk to us. I'll pull a Clint Eastwood and start talking to chairs. Oh, and it'll be on camera. That'll be the best part is that I can prove it afterwards. So back to toys. Yeah, back to toys. Um, you know, what is like the preferred way to buy toys now? I mean, like I get a lot of stuff off Amazon. I mm-hmm. do, you know, um, I was buying stuff from a big bad toy store for a while. Yeah. But they kind of suck, dude. Like they, they overcharge ridiculously. They, they mark everything up. Yeah, they overcharge. Yeah. And the other issue I have is their um, their shipping is terrible. They're like super slow. Yeah. Things take forever to come. Yeah. Pre-orders, dude. Like oh. I, their pre-orders are never yeah. on time. Yeah. It's absolutely Entertainment terrible. Earth has the same problem lately. What's that? Entertainment Earth has the same problem yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the one... Which one was it that just went out of business? There was a Star Wars. Oh, I don't know. There was a Star Wars collector store. They were online and had a brick and mortar, uh-huh. and they just went out of business. And supposedly, they kept a lot of people's money, and oh, they nice. shut down. Nice. I can't remember which one it was. I know one of the big helmet makers did that. Yeah. Um, they were third-party manufacturer. They made beautiful, well, supposedly beautiful helmets. Okay. And then they just stopped shipping them. That's not cool. And then after everybody's saying we want our money back, you're not shipping our stuff, they said, oh, but we went out of business and kept everybody's money and then reopened under a different name saying that they weren't the same company. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Because the, and they were probably an LLC. Probably. So they probably, you know. Just took, our, took the money and ran. Yeah. And it was and each one of their helmets was like six $700. Ooh. Like they're the good, the good, like perfect to true to screen 
helmets. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy. See, for me, for helmets, it's all it's about the Black Series helmets. Too. Oh yeah, did you see that? There's Biker Scout coming out. Finally? There's a Biker Scout coming out. There was a new Clone Trooper one that was yep. just released. Yep. See, I, th- that's where they lose me. I I hate the design of the Clone Trooper helmets. I think they're hideous. Yeah, they're kind of not the best. Like, I, yeah. But that I long, have, I have almost all of the Black Series helmets. Yeah, up dude. till now. And I've got that cool display in the basement. And they also that- have Baush coming out. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I really like the Imperial ones better, though, than, like, the Rebel ones. I do have all of the the Alliance pilot helmets as well. Those are dope. They're, I love those. They're cool, but I'm just, I'm really into well, the dude, Empire. The, the, yeah. I mean... Honestly, the the two that I would that would stop me, I've been I have refused to buy any of those because I know once I do, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. Um, the two that that could break that are as if they put out a good Imperial Guard, mm-hmm. and if in that freaking Biker Scout helmet is. Yeah, terrible, I'm gonna I'm, ter- I'm gonna have I'm to get that because that's my favorite helmet ever in Star Wars. I always thought that, that was the best co- best look. Yeah. I'm going to need to get that one for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Whoever designed that is a god because that is... <laughs> You're a god for designing this plastic. For designing that helmet for the movies? Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but no, I mean, there's just so many of those now, too. Yeah. Yeah, those they seem to space out though, and they seem to space them out and give people a little bit of time yeah. in between. Yeah, which is nice because you know they are expensive. They can range from one hundred and thirty to one hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, most of the time I will wait until we get them on clearance, and I can get them for you know eighty to a hundred dollars. Right. You know. Right. Um, those last two that came out, the Bo-Katan one. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, one's gorgeous. Yeah, I grabbed that one as soon as it came out because I knew it would be hard to find. Yeah, and I bought the I bought two of them at once at one point. Mm. That um, the red stormtrooper helmet. Uh, oh yeah, the Sith the trooper, Captain Cardinal one. Yeah, yeah, that was a pain in the butt to find, and I think I paid like way too much to get that one. Right. And what was really shitty is I had seen it at Target one time mm-hmm. and it was marked down to like 80 bucks. Oh. And I had it in my hand and I'm like, ah, you know, I shouldn't spend this money today. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the same thing we all and, do. And I put it back and yep. then a few months later I was like, oh, I need this one to finish the collection. Yeah, I need that and helmet. Yeah. yeah. Now I need that one and ended up paying like, you know, 250 to 275 for it. Oh, yeah, I did that to myself anywhere. with I did that to myself with the the Masters of the Universe Origins, man. Yeah. I seriously did. I first they came out and they put out He-Man and Skeletor with the wrong faces. Oh, that's funny. So they the faces just didn't look right. They didn't look like the faces from when we were kids. They were a right, little bit more right. detailed, a little bit more perfect. And they didn't look good. They looked like somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not getting into this line if they can't even get the main characters right. Right, right. And then they released, they re-released them with the correct head, with the with the original sculpt style. And I was like, shit, no, man. They um, Hasbro followed up the Black Series helmets with the uh, Transformers ones. They put out yeah. the, uh, the Optimus Prime and the Megatron yeah. ones. And those you can find on clearance now. Everywhere. 
somewhere between like you know fifty to eighty dollars typically. Yeah. yeah, I should have grabbed those too. But again, it's yeah. that you know having to control how much stuff I right. bring into my house. Well, that's like I picked the, the only helmet I own is Cobra Commander. Okay. You know? And that one is really cool. Did you unbox it? Oh hell yeah! Oh, okay. Oh hell yeah! Okay. It's up on. It's up in the the office. Yeah. I mean, nobody gets to go in the office anymore because it's a freaking disaster zone. But <laughs> um, I keep making jokes with my wife that that once I quit my my job and go back to doing Uber Eats, where I actually make more money, um, that uh, I'll be able to ship back all those packages and actually repurpose that room to what it's supposed to be right package right. storage <laughs> i can be a nerd again it'll be yeah. amazing oh. yeah you know the whole thing about driving like uber eats and like doordash or any mm-hmm. of those is though the fact that you don't know how much money you're gonna make yeah. and you know a regular job just seems like if you can have a regular job it's just so much better i don't know i don't know no I mean, honestly, I average 20 bucks an hour doing Uber Eats at wow. lunch. Not bad. And, and I only work lunches. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go home with 120 bucks just working a couple hours, and that's the end of my day. And then you throw it all into toys. Well, I throw 25 bucks of it into gas and the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, the big paychecks are nice from having a normal job, but at the same time, I don't have anybody telling me when I'm going to work or how right, much I need right. to work or, you know. Yeah. This whole uh, gig economy definitely has changed things a little bit, hasn't it? It has. It has. And it's and it's made us where we realize what's more important than work. Everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> for me, working for myself, it's kind of nice. You yeah. Know, but there is a lot of stress involved with that yeah. as well of, yeah. is it going to be busy? Is it going to be dead? You know, different things like that. But it does. It allows me to do things like this. It allows me to get out and socialize and have hobbies. And I don't have anybody telling me what I can or can't do. Right. Which is very nice. Which is very nice. The freedom of not having to have somebody breathing down your neck telling you to punch a clock in and punch a clock out. Right. And, you know, all of that is nice. So, yeah. We got Rudy walking huh. around here. Ru- Ru- Rudy's, Rudy's making sure <laughs> everything's functioning. Oh, right. yeah. You want to hop on the mic for a few? Come, come on know? over, Rudy. Oh, no, no. Nope. Oh, of course. Of course. As he has as to go to the door and make money. I'm about to jump up and let him take my seat. And Nope. 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 Oh, brutal. <laughs> Brutal. It sucks making money at the admission table. Right. It's the worst thing to ever happen in it, life. It, it, his life is is misery. Misery. So <laughs> what would be a considered a holy grail toy item to you? What would be the one, one or two things that if you could have, you would pay anything for? Is there something? I don't really have one. No? Um, weirdly, like... I had the the one that is considered one of the biggest toy grails for our generation. I had when I was a kid. Yeah. And it wasn't that cool. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Eternia. Oh, okay. From, from He-Man. They, yeah. they put out where it was the three towers with the, the track and, and all that stuff. Right, right, right. It was neat. 
but it wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> and I, I got it at. I got it. I got it at Sears Surplus for fifteen dollars. Wow. Yeah. How many of you guys remember what Sears Surplus was, though? I That's, do not remember what Sears Surplus is. It was. All. It was like the Nordstrom rack of Sears. Like everything that went on clearance left the store and went to Sears Surplus stores. And so it was all of their, not even overstock, just just straight up, um, like their clearance items. It was the bar, like the bargain basement we're trying right, to get right, rid of right, this stuff. Right. I mean, I got a whole bunch of He-Man stuff from there back cool. in the day. Yeah, Modulock and all that good shit. You know, I it's hard for me because it's all, it goes back to Star Wars. Yeah, but I would really like to get. A slave one in pristine condition. Oh yeah, I have them all. You know, I've got the original Tie Fighter, right? The original X Wing. Yeah, I've got an original Millennium Falcon. I've got a Y Wing. I actually, like two years ago, at um, an auction, I got the original Death Star toy. I remember that. I remember when you got that mint condition, but it is missing the foam. Yeah. For the trash compactor and the creature. Right, right. But other than that, it's in mint condition. It has all the cardboard slide-ins right. um, for each level. Which is insane because yeah. those things deteriorate yeah. first. And they're in pristine condition. But I really want a Slave 1. That was that, one of my favorite toys yeah. as a kid. Oh. I, again, I still have my Slave 1, and it's in, I would say, bare condition. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, <clears throat> I would really, I really want one that is just in absolute great shape. And that was a gorgeous box on that too. Oh, it was, it was. That was a great, that yeah. I loved the trigger on it. Yeah, it had that handle, and you pull the trigger, and it would make the wings level out. Oh yeah, out. yep, boom, boom, yep, yep. The little clicky thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were those although some cool toys. You know, looking back, I would love. A complete, perfect condition at at. Yeah, that was. I mean, my mom at one point was like, "I'm going to buy you a new one." She's like, "I made you get rid of yours." <laughs> I'm because, a- she's like, "I'm going to get you one," and I'm like, "No, you're not." And she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because I'm not letting you spend that much money." Right, right. I'm like, "I'm I'm not that horrible of a person," and she's like, "Oh, it can't be that much." And I'm like, "Go look on eBay," and she did, and she's like, "I'm not getting you one of those." <laughs> How much was it? They're, I mean, in great condition. They're nine nine hundred to a thousand dollars. I'm glad I still have mine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I it's want one that has the under the under chin cannons that still function. Yeah, I mean, half the ones I've seen have battery corrosion in the in the battery compartment. Yeah, like like uh, it was such a uh, an easy toy for it to to go wrong on that. Finding one in great condition where the buttons inside the head still work. Right, right. Oh, that that would be just awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I started collecting Star Wars in, I was three years old, you know, so that first, you know, line of, of figures, yeah. I was in on that. Oh, yeah. You know, and I still have all my figures from when I was... When right. did they first come out? 70, 77. 77, 78, right? 77 was, way, was the, the original, what, the 9-pack? 
Yeah, and you had to do the early bird thing yep. where, you know, you had the, they sent you the cardboard, yep. and, you know, you had to wait for Kenner to ship you the figures. Yep. 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 I, I am a little too young for that, for that to have been. But, weirdly, my Darth Vader is a 77 uh, Darth Vader. Is it? My childhood, nice. my childhood Darth Vader. So With the original cape. That was fast. My, um... I, I remember, you know, Christmases, you know, that young, being like, you know, five years old. Yeah. And going to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, and like, I got, you know, the Death Star Commander. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I got the uh, Land Speeder. Oh, yeah. The TIE Fighter. Oh, yeah. And then my aunt got me the Death Star. Oh, you know, which I never of, had the Death Star. Which, of course, over time it deteriorated because you have all the little cardboard, you know, the cardboard, and yeah. the support pieces. Those all broke over time. Right. So that's why I had to buy another one. Right. But uh, yeah, those uh, those are the like mem- real cool memories oh, of yeah. being a kid and being around for that first run of Star Wars toys was really, I, really cool. I have pictures of me from Christmases when I was a kid. Yep. Of opening up like all the Star Wars stuff. What's up? Hi. Hi. I have a few minutes. All right. You come over here. You can You're take his my spot. spot. <laughs> oh. Push this back so he doesn't have the same thing I did. Well, I'm not the only one wearing Crocs. Rudy. Oh, I'm not wearing Crocs today. What's wrong with me? Oh, yeah, you're so old. So this is Rudy Garza here. He runs the show. He does two of these a month, typically, one in St. Clair Shores. And where's the other one at? Uh, Plymouth, uh, every other month. And then in fall, I'm going to drop another one downriver on the even months. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. So um, what made you start this show? Uh, I thought there was a demand for uh, smaller shows that are more accessible to people that don't want to pay 40 bucks to get in. And um, I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, also to make it more accessible for dealers, too, who are just starting out, who um, might want to pay 40 bucks a table instead of 700 or $800 for a booth. So... And I mean, they appear to be cleaning up today. Yeah, it's pretty good today. Yeah. It does, like, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, the early morning crowd, there was a real good rush here. Yeah. From the get go. Yeah. Was the turnout today as good as the one last month, do you think? Um, I think we're, we're getting very close to a consistent 200 people through the door. Um, Obviously, there's outliers there where sometimes, you know, life happens or if yeah, it's a beautiful day happen. during the middle of winter. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think we're we're doing pretty good. And each show, I've, I've got vendors who, you know, paying $40 a table will do, you know, 300 bucks. But I've also got vendors who do a couple thousand. So it all depends. Yeah. He over here with the pops, he's cleaning up today. Yeah, he's doing okay. I've been watching him, he and I've seen us. people walking out with stacks of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So me and you talked about this a while ago about pops. It yes. shows, and I know me and you both have mixed feelings on yes, the pops. We do. Do you think they're good for the shows, or do you think they're bad for the I shows? I think they're good for the shows in moderation. Like anything else, you know, you don't want to walk into any sort of event that you paid to get into, and there's only 
if, if 50% of the show is pops or 50% of the show is celebrity autographs, that's never a good thing. Right, right. And so today, um, I have a Hot Wheel dealer here. I never have Hot Wheels here. And he's doing very well, it looks like. Um, you never know. You never know. But in terms of pops themselves, I think everything is good in moderation. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't seem overwhelming with Pops no. today. No, I've got uh, three vendors, I think. I it. think last time there were, like, five, right. weren't there? Right. Yeah. But, no, I mean, they're okay. Yeah. I'm not a huge Pops guy again. <laughs> I'm going to keep mentioning Star Wars. I do like the Star Wars Pops. Not a fan of many of the other ones, but just because right. that's what I collect. Right. But, yeah, no. Like it, it, I have the Conan ones, the Conan the Barbarian ones, obviously. I have the Voltron. If they ever made a series from the Omen, I'd be first in line. Oh, that would be killer. You know, uh, I have one uh, I paid money for, for uh, Lagertha from the Vikings, thinking it would be Scratch and Sniff, and it's not. So, Aww. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> That's so sad. So there was a little bit of uh, Conan news yesterday. And I'm not sure if it's verified yet or not, but supposedly they're doing a 4K remaster and re-release of it. See, you don't have to tease me like that. I, I had no idea about that. Yeah, somebody posted it on social media. It has not been verified yet, but I would be all over that. Yeah, I think for sure, yes. Yeah, that's that's an easy buy. And hopefully they do both of them, even though Conan the Destroyer is not the best sequel. It's still fun, though. It, it is fun. Um, I have a stack over by my table right now of uh, Savage Sword of Conan magazines yeah. from the 70s. And the Conan the Destroyer plays and feels a lot like one of those versus that epic right. drama of the first yep. movie. Yeah. Um, which is why it stands off so much. Do you think that the Conan the Destroyer is closer to the comic? Yes. Yeah? I think closer to the Savage Sword. Okay. I think Conan the Barbarian... In, is closer to the novels and the epicness uh, of, of Howard's writing. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian. I mean, I enjoy both of those yes. films. The first one doesn't really dive too much into the fantasy elements, no. whereas Conan the Destroyer adds a little bit more, doesn't it? Uh, well, like more. You still have Thalsa Doom, you know, James Earl Jones' character turning into a, a snake. You know, and oh, that's right, that, that kind of business. There's, I forgot there's, about there's that. that sort of action. Yeah, yeah. But I think more than anything, it, it explores that human human element more than the, the, the second right, one right. does. The, the, the willingness, people who are suffering, and how are they dealing with that suffering? That's the I, first time I'm saying that out loud. Wow. Okay, <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's what we like. We like that stuff. Um, I'm still holding out hope that you know they would do a King Conan movie. Oh, with, for sure. With Schwarzenegger, yeah. Schwarzenegger, yeah. Schwarzenegger, yeah. but I don't know, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's seventy-five. He uh, still looks great, I mean, and he's in great physical health still too. There's no question. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they keep teasing us with that. You know, every couple of years something will come out like, oh, they're trying to you know get this thing going again with Arnold. I would absolutely love it if they would do it. Yes. It would be so great. Instead of rebooting again, yeah. which really, it does need a reboot at some point. Fine. The Jason Momoa one, how did you feel about that? <laughs> when I saw it, 
the theater tried to compensate for not having a good sound system. Oh, okay. So they turned up way loud. So it sounded like breaking glass every time a sword hit a sword. Ooh, that's not good. So I have that pain associated with it. But right. the story itself, if I remember correctly, the bad guy and his daughter were into each other. Yes. Okay, not yeah. interested. I'm lost. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's like, you know, Game of Thrones. Boring. Not interested. You know, yeah, and that sort of thing. We're not doing the incest thing. No, no, it's unnecessary. I'm not a Jason Momoa fan in general. Okay, so I kind of was not into that movie in general. Like, I don't like him as Aquaman. I really, you know, I think he always does the same guy, no matter what. I, there's no depth to anything he does. There's no character to anything he does. It's always just like, here's Jason Momoa. Um, eye candy, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, even with Dune, which I loved, and I loved him in it yeah. as, as Duncan Idaho. Um, but there were still those elements of like, oh, I'm a surfer, you know, kind right, of right. out. Versus being this <laughs> master swordsman, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and him and Conan, fine, he's a big guy, whatever, he's good looking. But yeah. It, it, no. That doesn't sell a product. Yeah. You know, because there are lots of big guys that mm-hmm. can carry a role because they can do character and be physically menacing at the same time. Right. Like if, me. If, me. If, if it's good. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to do Young Conan, Young Conan is. He's menacing, but he's also playful right, at times. Right. And uh, uh, I don't get that from him. Yeah, yeah. But it is time. I mean, they keep rehashing so many of these properties. And, like, this is one that they're, you know, it needs to be revisited. Yes. 100% because we need something else quality out of it. Yeah. And there's so much writing from the early 20th century, whether it's uh, Howard or Poe or Burroughs or with with Tarzan and, 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 and Lovecraft with his devoutly racist horror fiction um yes it's that that we could easily get more interesting things out there than twilight <laughs> yeah <So>. yep <laughs> but i'm gonna go back to my door all and, right and i'll check back in later cool cool yeah so we were just talking about conan the barbarian with rudy Trevor's back from doing his little spin around the show here. Yeah. So, yeah, Conan, I think, you know, is one thing. It could really use a new movie. Yep. And really... Oh, you might want to turn me down. Oh, yeah. I am, I am brutally loud. Yeah. There you go. That's right. better. That, yeah, yep. that's good. I turned it up because Rudy was kind of quiet. Because Rudy has a soft voice? Yeah. Yeah. He's such a softy. He is a softy. <laughs> unfortunately for all of us, I am not. Right, right. And I'm I'm constantly in the middle. <laughs> I don't have a quiet and I don't have a well, I have a really loud, but we don't go there. We don't want to hear that one. No, no. So no, Conan, uh, you know, we had Conan the Barbarian, right. Conan the Destroyer, and then we had the reboot like 10 years ago with Momoa. Which I thought most of that was perfect. Most of that was so Savage Sword, so that's what Robert E. Howard, that it was so much more true to the books and to the comics. The Momoa one had so much more going for it than 
honestly than the Arnie one had. The first Arnie was great. The second Arnie was Mar- was straight up Marvel Comics Conan, not Savage Sword. And you and you got this this watered down, toned down thing, where the Momoa one they played up the magic, they played up the evil wizards, and that wizards are bad guys. They they played up all of the things that were so much fun about the this that Savage Sword run, where he he it, it had crazy monsters, it had like insanity happening. Um, it had a, a cast. It had, he like it wasn't just Conan against right, the world. Right. It was always Conan in this week's new friend. Um, weirdly, I don't know if Rudy would agree with me. One of the best things that they ever did with Conan was the cartoon. Where the cartoon, it had a revolving cast of sidekicks, and they told cool stories, and it had the monsters, and it had all that, yeah. and. And it was so funny. They did it well, and it was G-rated. But it told Nobody great died. stories. Huh? Nobody died. Nobody died. And and it was so funny because it, the way they told the stories, they didn't have to. Like, you could half the time, you could assume that they died off camera as soon as their, 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 their ship sailed away. Mm-hmm. And, and you're seeing their ship in the background burning, and you're like, oh, that did not end well for them. Where was this cartoon? <laughs> it was on, I want to say, Fox. Conan the Adventurer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Conan the Adventurer. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was it's so funny. Like, the art style wasn't great. The voice acting wasn't great. But the stories were spot on for what Conan could be. Because you could do a Conan series and do a guy like Jason Momoa leading it still. Because, honestly, put blue contacts in Jason Momoa and he's freaking Conan. Because, uh, like, I don't think he has the menace. I don't. Oh no, not anymore. He he's, he's kind of gotten nice. Like like angry angry Momoa still looks like that nice biker down the road, not the angry biker. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I just don't like him. I just don't. Oh, I, I adore him. I adore. Yeah, him. I've not liked him as Aquaman. I've not liked him as. Yeah, I shouldn't say I don't like him. I just think it's always, you know, the same with him. If he could develop a little more range and... Uh, have you seen Slumberland? No. He is so cute in that movie. Okay, so then I need to see Slumberland. He is genuinely just sweet. Okay. Like, like it's so funny because he plays like he plays off as like he's the hardcore tough guy. Right, and He doesn't right, care right. and all that kind of stuff. And then all the way through it is these undertones of that he's he, he's missing something and he's trying to pretend that he doesn't care. Okay, okay. Um... He is so fun in that movie. I actually I've seen him in several things where I'm like, where he doesn't play to type, and I mean yes, his Aquaman is definitely him playing to type, but he plays that type so well. He was also great on Stargate Stargate Universe when he was the. the I didn't even know that he was on that. <laughs> he was the dreadlocked kind of vampire character. Yeah. on it. And he started off as a bad guy and ended up being part of the team. And he was awesome. He was awesome on it. That was like that and Baywatch were his 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 start. I need to definitely check that out then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I have unabashedly been a Momoa fan since before Game of Thrones. I guess I should give him more of a chance. I shouldn't say I don't like him. 
I just again, I would like to that see that character him. doesn't that character that he portrays isn't appealing to you. Yes, the dude bro, axe throwing, beer chugging, in the, just like the whole Aquaman thing. Uh, see, I love Mo- him as Aquaman. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But but who knows what's going to happen with the, that now? It sounds like he's still he's not going anywhere. I'm I'm thinking that with this although new although I don't think they're going to do any more Aquaman. So I don't know. I mean the new Aquaman movie's coming out. Yeah. So I mean I and he's am He's in the new Flash. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this whole DC thing yeah. because you know, a lot of people are mad at James Gunn, but I trust him. I trust him. You know. I mean look what he did with Guardians, look what he did with Suicide Squad. Oh, dude, I mean And Peacemaker. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And Super? Yeah. Like All of them. It. Oh, I always forget that he did Super. Yeah, yeah. Super's excellent. Excellent movie. I mean, excellent. uncomfortable as hell, but so good. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Gun. I've been okay with everything, and I think everybody needs to chill out on the. Oh, he's you know he's, he's destroying the, DC. He, no, he's trying to bring DC, the DC film universe, back to some semblance of cohesiveness Order. you know yeah because it, it hasn't had that up until now which i think they're gonna have a really hard time um i do have a little bit of an issue that they're still using ezra because of all the i have a hard i have a hard time being okay with that me too i have a hard time although i will 100 percent admit that the trailer for the flash looks fun as hell yeah it does and I didn't think I was going to be one of those nostalgia people that seeing Michael Keaton as Batman would hit, have any impact on me whatsoever. Like, I did not think I would care. I genuinely didn't. I was like, yay, okay, cool. Yeah, but And when then he, he says, that, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. I was yeah. like, oh. Like, like, almost teared up a little. Like, I'm like, oh, it's my childhood. At least he didn't say, I'm vengeance. <laughs> right. <laughs> or I'm this or I'm that. I, Which I, is fine. I am the knight. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah. There are some rumors that Christian Bale is going to appear in it as well. I, Which would make me giggle. Would make me giggle a little. Because I, I'm in I'm in the those movies. Although I did go back and rewatch them. I have talked so much smack about those movies that I was like, I can't I can't keep talking smack about it unless it's fresh in my mind. Right. And so I was like, okay, give it another chance, go watch. Yeah. Go check it out. And so I gave him another chance. And honestly, the only thing that I didn't like in them was Bane. Mm-hmm. And I thought Scarecrow was the most poorly used villain in history. Scarecrow should have been this overarching villain yep. over the trilogy, I yep. thought. Yep. You know, with Joker being in the Dark Knight, I'm yep. fine with that. Yeah. But Scarecrow was in the first in Batman Begins and then right. he was in for, the for a Dark Knight Rises. They arrest and, him and, and Right, it. right. But I think it if they would have kept some type of overarching villain through those three movies, yeah. it would have been better. And I know their plan was to bring Joker back for the third movie and right. then I- Nolan movies. No, they weren't terrible. But they're not they're not really Batman movies. No, no. Like, you know, we've said for a long time on the show, and I've discussed this at length with dozens of people. And, and yeah, I know they we've are, talked about it. They are Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. Batman movies. They're not a realization of the comic book no. at all. No. Um, whereas the Batman, 
The Batman is, is Batman. Yeah, we finally get you know this detective. That is Batman. Batman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the issue that I really have with the Dark Knight Rises though mm-hmm. is the audio mix. Oh, what are I mean, you talking about? The audio mix was great. The audio mix was great. But and I loved it. <laughs> the um, <laughs> it's so obviously overdubbed. Oh yeah. And then you have you know the Christopher Nolan bass, yeah. and in that movie it it's ju- it's like too much. Dude. It's overwhelming. Whereas in Interstellar, it was okay. It works because it, of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, that audio mix in The Dark Knight Rises, every time I watch that movie, I cringe. Yeah. Because, number one, the Bane voice. Well, but, they had to dub him over yeah. because nobody could understand a word he was saying for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Some do. <laughs> uh, that voice. That Yeah. It's so funny because the things that bug me about the Bane thing is, A... Bane is from Mexico. Right. So. And he's obviously. He does not talk like this. <laughs> um, he is not a large British guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like, he's the smartest guy in the room until he's juiced. And then he gets a little dumber, but he's still one of the smartest guys yeah, in the right, room. Yeah, right, right. And so by making him the pawn of yes. Talia al Ghul really diminished him and then they really like why have Talia al Ghul in the movie yeah she was kind of unneeded and I think it was because they wanted to connect it back to Batman Begins right so then don't use Bane right you know I mean use the League of Shadows where's the trigger right right Use the League of Shadows. They already established them as an as yeah, an intimidating, yeah. scary presence. Yeah, yeah. And now you have Talia running it. Okay, cool. There you go. You just did it. We just did, told the same story with Talia as the main bad guy instead of Bane. And right. You have a better movie. That whole where's the trigger thing, dude. Where's the trigger? Where's the trigger? Where's the trigger? Yeah. That was the other thing, too. You know, Christian Bale, I mean, they obviously <sighs> had him overdue. The voice every and it got worse every movie. Yeah, it did. It got grittier and grittier and grittier. <laughs> like, like it went from I'm Batman to I'm Batman to I'm Batman. Like, what the? Fuck? You know, <laughs> like, I like, really who, who was who was behind that? <laughs> so this does kind of bring up the question too about who will be the new Batman with DC going forward. I think it's going to be Pattinson. I really do. He, they're talking about another uh, the second one in that series. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. He's but perfect, they, but they keep saying that you know they're not connect, they're not still not going to be connected. That that's going to be part of the Elseworlds, right? Timeline. So it's going to be that and Joker, yeah, or, yeah, Joker, not connected at all. Which honestly, at this point, if you're not going to connect them, don't do them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean and, and Joaquin Phoenix is so good in that role too. You're going to laugh. I can't stand him in that. Role. No, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I honestly that. Joker, it didn't. It, it came off as um, oh, what's the De Niro one where he's a stand-up comedian? Oh, King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Yeah. It came off as as a more angry King of Comedy. Oh, totally. And that was all it was. Yeah. Like it wasn't the Joker. It really wasn't. No, like, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with Joker. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm in the the category of people that's not looking forward to the next one. 
I don't think there needed to be a next one. No, it really could have just been done. You know, at the end of the movie, we've got the rioting going on yep. and him going to Arkham and all that. They should have just ended it. There was yep. no reason to continue on. Yep. There was no reason to make a sequel. It was a success in its own right. You know, the movie won tons of awards. Yep. It did really well at the box yep. office. We don't need to cash in on every movie because everything movie does not need, need a sequel. A series. Yeah, and that's really the, the problem I see with it. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I'm really excited to see Lady Gaga is Harley because I think she... She's Will. an excellent actress. I, I, a, yeah. But my gut tells me they are going to downplay her being the smartest person in the room as well. Probably. And don't do Harley if she's not going to be. Yes. You know, I mean, that's one of the things James Gunn got so right with Suicide Squad is that he played off her being batshit crazy while... Also making sure that you knew that she knew what she was doing and that she was incredibly smart. And yeah, I, I just I don't think I don't think they're gonna do her justice in yeah. in the new one. And I mean Margot Robbie does own that role in her she own does. right. She really does. For sure. She is so great in that role. Um but yeah, I mean I have I have my list of concerns for the whatever the heck the, the second one's called. Um, my list of concerns are pretty massive. Joker, la french fries. Right. Like, <clears throat> like, here's my other thing, is that it really gave all these incel nice guys... Oh, dude, it, it gave them... It gave them ammo. It gave them ammo, and it said, see, look, I'm not a bad person. I'm just damaged, and I'm still relatable. And it's okay... If you're having uh, emotional problems to go on a killing spree. It's okay. It's okay to go on yeah. a killing spree. It's yep. okay to take it out on everybody around you. Yes. That it is just as much everybody else's problem because I'm only human. You know, and the other thing with Batman and me and my son Connor, he's been on the show a couple times now. Yeah, he's we been are awesome. dis- We were discussing this um, the other day. Like, why aren't we making use of these, you know classic joker and batman stories a little bit more right like i mean yes we know the joker's evil and twisted and demented and all that right why haven't we had a proper killing joke movie something because they already did it perfectly in the animated right which they did but i'm kind of surprised and you know they they haven't touched on a death in the family different things like that Death in the family would be amazing it would be great amazing um a live action I have to agree, though, a live-action killing joke where if they wouldn't have canned Batgirl, right? give us two Batgirl movies, give us Killing Joke connecting it to the Batman universe, yeah. and give us her turning into Oracle. Yeah. Boom. You, you know, know, you've got a great story arc. I am hoping at some point we do get the Batgirl movie that went unreleased, but... You know. I mean, if it's so weird, like I'm hearing studio execs saying it did horribly in test screenings and test screenings, but then I'm hearing the stars, the directors, the writers, and everybody else saying it did wonderfully in in test screenings and had standing ovations. Yeah, like first of all, I'm not going to believe the execs over the no, <laughs> the, the no cast and crew no. because. 
execs are bastards. Um, I will always trust the creatives over right. the money. Guy, right. For sure. Which, you know, sometimes creative people, you know. They missed up. Yeah, missed up or get ahead of themselves thinking yep. that, you know, they're doing the right thing and maybe it doesn't sit well with audiences. Right. But you know what? There's been enough bad DC movies up to this point. What does it what, matter? What, who's it hurting? Who's it hurt to release a, a potentially bad DC movie? Right. It's I not mean, hurting anybody. We all saw the first Suicide, suicide Squad. Yeah. Some of us actually kind of like it on a morbid They're, level. It's a fun, stupid action yeah, movie. It's just dumb. And, you know, I, you know, David Ayer, I think, you know, he got kind of screwed the oh, same way that Snyder did. The execs came in. They changed things yep. around. They, yep. they toiled and messed with his movie. Yep. And, you know, obviously, you know, they're now, they're talking, they've been, you know, the release, the Ayer cut thing. Yeah. You know? I would actually kill to see that. I would too. But uh, I think. Way over the Snyder cut. Yeah, and see, I know you didn't enjoy the Snyder Cut. I did. Right. But I think part of the problem is now we empowered fans to think that anything they're going to boycott on social media is going to make They're going to get their way. Right. You know, when right. it's really not like that, I think the only reason the Snyder Cut really made headway is because all most of the footage was already there. Yeah, they had to do some reshoots. And they but, had to do all of the special effects. Oh, dude. I think that, you know... I They're talking about it cost $135 million added to added budget to do the Snyder Cut. Yeah, so I don't... I mean, that's not ready. Like, I don't know. nothing that Snyder said was right, true. Right, You know, nothing that the fans thought was true, but they bullied a studio yeah, into they bullied getting what, the the, studio, what right. they wanted. So... And it didn't add anything. I mean, that's it, my, my big concern. It is changed that, enough that, for me. But no, 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 no. I'm not saying it didn't add anything to the movie. Oh, okay. It didn't add anything. It well, didn't no. it, it didn't affect anything. We just got this this now standalone movie that has no place in anything. Right. Yeah. And because now this Batman is done, this Superman's done, and yeah. we're still lingering around wondering what's gonna happen with Wonder Woman, right. Aquaman. Right. Uh, hopefully they keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because she is excellent She's, in the part. That is, she owns that role. She really does. She it should be really hard to to. to She's going to be hard to replace. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what'd so you get what me, did man? they do? Travis, what'd you get me? <laughs> what did you get me, man? Oh, Kratom and mustard. <laughs> oh. No, I'll pass. Thanks. He'll pass. <laughs> yeah. So you know, again. DC, get your shit together. And right. Hopefully, that's with, all we want. And with uh, you know James Gunn at the head, hopefully, it if will. they actually let him have power, we'll be fine. Yeah. If they keep pulling the rug out from under him as well, we're in trouble. They're gonna we're gonna stay in trouble. Yes. Because I, honestly, if you give him control, he will give control to the creatives. Right. And so we will get director owned. Project products, and that's the way we're going to get the best products we can. I hope so. I hope going forward, you and, know, and he's picky. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> but I, I I love his sense of humor now because mm-hmm. this is like what I've taken issue with in the last couple Marvel movies, and DC does not do this. Mm-hmm. Um, in Love and Thunder, uh, we know that movie has been critically bashed. Yeah. Not, I mean, there are people that defend it. There's people that like it, and that's fine. I'm not a huge fan. I do have it in my collection because I'm a completist, and I want all <laughs> of it. But um, 
Marvel's been doing this thing lately with the humor where they find a joke and they just pound it home and they keep repeating it. And that was part of my problem with the uh, new Ant-Man movie. There's a joke, I'm a dick. <laughs> and they keep saying it over and over and over again in the movie. And I'm like, oh my God, like stop. The first time you said it was funny, now the 25th and 30th time you said it, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> Lazy writing can be um, yeah, um And that's where I think, you know, James Gunn has like this balance. Like he can find that perfect like balance between comedy and action yeah. and character development. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm hoping we get with this upgraded yeah. version of the DCU. I'm hoping that, you know, like the Suicide Squad. Right. His version of the Suicide Squad. There's tons of humor in it. But Hilarious. That, hu- that humor's mixed with violence. Yeah. And it's one and shot. Some of the humor is violence. Yeah. Yeah. That whole opening scene. Oh, my God. When they just kill characters, like, right in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. You're, like, looking at the cast and the plane as they're getting ready to embark on the mission. You're like, holy crap, this cast is stacked. My daughter was so mad when they killed Pete Davidson off right away. <laughs> you know? They, I mean, they just murder him, right? It was, like, right in the beginning, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? 30 seconds in. Yeah, she was so excited that he was in that movie. Yeah. And then, splat, dead. Yep. And then we saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies a while later, and he dies in that movie, too. Yep. And she was so mad about that. Yeah, because he's fun to kill. Yeah, he's fun I, to I, kill. I, I hate saying it, but like, there's certain actors where you look at him and you're like, it'd be amusing to watch him die. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think he feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. No, because he's just having fun with it. He's yeah. probably like, oh, they're killing me. Great. Cool. Kill me off. I'm getting cool. a paycheck. I don't care. Put, put squibs on me. I can't wait. But, yeah, so I think, you know, as long as DC can find that balance mm-hmm. and maintain it yeah. and keep the that humor, like, injected but not become, like, fluid Comedy. and a total problem like Marvel's had, I think... See, that, I, don't, I, I don't have a problem with it with Marvel. Like, I, a, a little bit. I mean, a, they're, they're, they've been a little too, like, ooh, we need to, this needs humor now. If you saw Love and Thunder... And you saw the new Ant-Man, you would kind of be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because I didn't, I, I, I haven't had a problem with most of the Marvel movies. No. Like, or very little. Me too. Most of them I really like. And honestly, I'm one of the people that has um, kind of defended Eternals. I thought, I thought Eternals was an amazing experiment. Me too. And I think, I think it dropped the ball in a couple of spots. Oh, for sure. Um, I think they tried to do too much in one movie. Agreed. I mean, that felt like two movies worth of storyline and characters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Like, like if we could have gotten... See, what I wished that they would have done was give us a 11-episode Marvel series for Eternals as a launch. Make us care about all the characters. Make us care about the world that they're in, and um, and and, and give us that a world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And instead, we got a two and a half hour movie that tried to do it all at once. And what? it's really hard to care about characters if you only get them for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what I liked about Eternals was I thought that Marvel said, "Hey, run with us." 
and yeah. kind of do something different. And Shang Chi was the same thing. I loved Shang Chi. It's a it's a great action movie, and it, it really gets it, like the mar- I, like. Old I remember when it came arts. out. You hated it when yeah. it when it launched when it re- released. Because you were I, like you you, just, you were one of the big detractors. I was really tired when I watched it because I watched yeah. it at home, but I watched it again and I actually liked it. Yeah, it is such a fun movie. Like this, the, the CG is in, in parts, especially that dragon sequence. The, the CG gets a little sketchy in there, but. It's a fun martial arts movie, and Aquafina added such a fun new vibe. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like she was such a fun casting choice for that, and I mean, I I I, I loved that one. Like so many people hated it. I thought it was. I just had a blast with it. But I also am first to admit that I am a lot of times with these kind of movies. I'm lowest common common denominator, where. You really have to screw up for me not to like your your movie, right? Right. You know, like you really have to do something dumb, but that's because I have been a comic book movie fanatic since the '80s, so I have seen all of the horrible attempts at comic movies. So I, for me, I watch a comic book movie and they don't do something quite right, and I'm like, well, you know, it could still be, yeah. Nick Fury with with David Hasselhoff. You know, like my whole comic book thing. I mean, obviously it was Batman eighty seven, eighty nine, eighty nine. Was it eighty nine? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Sorry, Batman yeah. eighty nine. Damn, I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, you asshole. <laughs> but uh, really, was uh, you know the Punisher? Oh yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren Punisher is amazing. It really is. Uh, like I was so glad that they gave it a, a good remaster and re-release recently. Yeah. I mean, I know he doesn't have the skull emblem because no. of rights issues they yep. were having at the time. Yep. But it is. It's a dark, violent mm-hmm. comic it, book movie. It's right up there with uh, Punisher Warzone. Oh, dude, that, I know you're not a big Punisher fan. I'm but, not a Punisher fan, but, but I will admit all three of those movies I love. Yeah, love them. I didn't like the one with Thomas Jane that much. Oh, see, I, that's the that's yeah. the, the 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 Tom the, the Hildebrandt, um, Marvel Max, Punisher. I'm like, really a fan oh. of Punisher Warzone though. Punisher Warzone was so over the top ridiculous; it's yeah. hard not to like. And that was the one for me where I was like, okay, they're finally getting it. Yeah, and then it flopped. It, it totally horribly, flopped horribly. And you know, I think they gave it a hard time because it was a female director too. Mm-hmm. Like people didn't want to give her. You know, what does she know? Right. What does she know? She doesn't know the Punisher She's, well. Right. As a guy that read Punisher War Journal for like years, years? when yeah. I was a kid, I was like, holy shit, they got it right. It yeah. looks right. The characters See, are right. The colors are right. The mm-hmm. action scenes are right. Um, but I think the other problem with it was I think it came too close to the Dark Knight. Yeah. And I think that some of the um, characters in it jigsaw mm-hmm. was like a little too close to like the unhinged joker yeah and i think that was part of the reason it got yep. unfairly criticized as well well that's like i think part of the reason why the 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 tom jane punisher gets criticized is like if you've seen the director's cut it's a yeah. whole other movie it's a whole different movie and i think part of the problem is and and i think a lot of geeks will agree with me on this is having Punisher set in Palm Beach, Florida? Yeah, is a little weird. Yeah, it didn't like like ha- like hey. a, such a huge chunk of the Punisher vibe is the dark city. Oh yeah, is him in alleyways? Is is him in his environment? Yeah, and in that half the movies on sunny beaches. 
Yeah, right. Like, it's a little weird, but he is still a perfect Punisher. It's just the setting was I really love weird. That, I love that little, um, that that video they did later on when Thomas Jane came back. Yes. That was pretty cool. Him in the alley in the streets of yeah. New York where yeah. it wasn't even him coming back. It was him trying to get them to make another Punisher movie. Yeah. Saying, I'm still here. I'm still ready. I'm, I'm still ready to do this thing. Yeah. Because he was so convincing in that part. Like, he brought an emotional depth that I thought was really interesting. Yes. Agreed. But, like 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 I said, I, I think by having it... <laughs> Be a bright sunny movie. And like, ah. the the funny thing is, I'm not even like a huge fan of the Netflix Punisher. Like I'm not, me either. I was either. not. I mean, it was cool. It was nice to see they finally like tried to like do something else with yeah. it, but it was not. I was not like sold on it. My issue was is that instead of him being impressive, yeah. He came off as this kind of whiny brat. Yeah, I would agree with you. And though. and like it was annoying in in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he really brought that season of Daredevil to a grinding halt. Yeah. Um and they dedicated way too much time to him in that sh- in that show. Like I'm watching Daredevil, I'm not watching Punisher. And then you watch his show, and it just continued. There was no growth. Like, if you're going to have him be a whiny brat that's upset about his kids, his family dying. Right, right. Then you need to have him grow into a character that has come to grips with it and is fighting because he needs to fight. And instead, you have this guy who's just still stuck. Yeah. And Berenthal's great. He's a good actor. I, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not... I mean, I think he looks good yeah. in the costume. And I think he, you know, he has the gravitas to carry, you know, an action-centered yeah. piece like that. Yeah. But... I, I, Dude, he's not my Punisher. God, what was the guy's name in the Punisher War Zone? Um, Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, he's phenomenal Dude. in that role. Dude. He just carried it. He was cold, calculated, menacing. And then Marvel and, brought him back. Yeah. And what was he doing? He's now? in Thor. Oh, he's, that's he, right. He's, that's right. He's yep. um, uh, Volstag. That's right. In Thor. Yeah. No, he's, he's a fabulous. He's a fabulous actor. He is. He is. Absolutely he's, he's fabulous. So much fun. But. Um, I really had wished that, because I'm an old school Punisher fan, mm-hmm. the um, there was a graphic novel of you know the Punisher versus Daredevil. Oh, that was a great one. And that was just yeah. and that was a great comic. Yeah. I really wish that they had done that properly. Mm-hmm. But you know now that Disney's got their mitts on it, I don't know. I, I they're actually promising us a maintained R-rated Punisher. They're promising. I that hope they're, so, <laughs> dude. They're doing it. Like, like they have been consistently doing not PG stuff. They're they haven't edited any of the old shows when they put it on Disney Plus. Good. So it's all the original content. Um, they're they've promised Ryan Reynolds his R rating for Daredevil for Deadpool. Um, okay. And giving him writer's license to do good, it and good. they're going to meddle a little bit in how they're going to connect him to the world 
But other than that, Martin, Disney, everybody has been kind of doing this shitting on Disney thing still. And it's cracking me up because I'm not seeing the re- genuine reasons. I mean, you had Liam Neeson yesterday shitting on Disney about Star Wars. Oh, they're, they're doing too much. You know, they've removed the mystery yeah. from it. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I mean, they paid, you know... Dude, you're in half a movie. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's Star Wars. You know us fans, we're going to... Die la- for more. We're going to latch on to whatever they yeah. put out. And yeah, some of it's garbage, like the book of Boba Fett. Wasn't that great? It wasn't garbage. It wasn't garbage. I mean, they mm. they didn't really know what to do with the story. No, with where, do you go with, where do you so, go with Boba Fett bomb, mob boss? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But you know, it was all fan service for a whole. The series. first, second, and final episode I thought were great. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. the middle section that sucked. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, and I think you know they had a they had an issue. They had a Mandalorian issue. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't as good as the Mandalorian. So what are we gonna do? Oh, we're gonna turn this into the Mandalorian Mandalorian season three. Season three. Yeah. Or yep. you know, in between season. Yeah. But again, you know what? Some Honestly, of the stuff is supposed to just be fun. It is. It is. And visions. Is amazing. Oh, dude, that show's great. It's amazing, right? Clone, the uh, Clone Wars has always been amazing, and Bad Batch, right there with it. Um, like they're they're genuinely doing good content for all of it. I mean, She Hulk, like for Mar- going back to Marvel, She Hulk, amazing. It See, is I didn't watch so that, and I need to. Fun, I need to. And the fact that it pissed off all the incels made me like it even more. <laughs> I mean, anytime a show gets in trouble because they show their main character dancing with Cardi B. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, how horrible. Right, right. How horrible is this show? I mean, she's having fun. That's terrible. Don't, yeah. don't You can't show that. Fandoms can be awful and yeah. toxic. Oh, yeah. And nasty. And, you know... It, it kind of, it hurts everybody. It does. And again, you know, going back to like even the Snyder thing, you know, yeah. the demand yep. of what fans want. And if they don't get it, 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 it makes things awful for everybody. It does. It really, really does. It's, and I think, you know, fans should be given notice and should be paid attention to. But I think it sometimes, you know, they just need to do what they're going to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm kind of hoping, going back to Gunn, I'm hoping that he hasn't listened too much. I don't think he is. No, I think he needs to do his own thing. Uh, yep. And I do really like the fact that he is going to be, like, managing all of this. Because right. this is what DC needed with all they of their movies. They needed Kevin, Fe- uh, uh, Kevin Feige. Feige. Yeah. Feige. Whatever. Whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, they need somebody that's, you know, watching yeah. and maintaining and making sure that everything does mm-hmm. start to fall in line under a cohesive vision. Right. And I think, you know. And they had it briefly when Snyder yeah. was in charge of everything. Yep. And then they slowly started pulling him away from being in charge of everything. Yeah. And everything started kind of fraying at the edges. Yeah. And then they put out Suicide Squad. You don't know that yeah. Without basically without him, right? And then he left, and and we got, I mean, we got what we got, you know. I think James Gunn is what it needs. I, I, I do too, hundred percent. You know, somebody managing it 
yeah and keeping it all in line and you know again you know you're going to have these else worlds things that are going to be taking oh, yeah. place and that's okay that's okay as long as now we have a definition to what's happening right whereas before it was like oh there's all these different things going on with dc and people were upset now you know right. we're gonna have this well they they weren't adequately line. showing it to people right like the average moviegoer is not gonna know what the hell else world means yeah they're not gonna know that there's five different batman versions of batman right there. right right they're not gonna know that there's a thomas wayne batman yeah. You know, like they're not going to know it. And so when we get these versions like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker and we have the um, Heath Ledger Joker and we have the new Joker that just debuted at the end of the Batman yep. and potentially another Joker coming. It, that makes no sense to the average viewer. Like that. Well, yeah, because they start to question what the what's even going on. Right. Why is there no continuity or you know right. cohesiveness to this? And and it gets to the point where it becomes boring. Like you don't want to have to figure it out every time something comes out. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Right. Like right. is this one in the main universe or is it not? Like what is going on? They're going to have to brand it. Like when the movies come out, it's going to yeah. have to say like DC Elseworlds Joker. Right. DC I mean, they have Elseworlds. the freaking logo. Use it. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, Gunn has repeatedly proven that he does have, you know, the balls to, yeah. you know, see through his vision and yep. deliver quality. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen anything he's done where I've been like, oh, that's garbage. Like His stuff for, for trauma back in the day was interesting. Yeah. Tromeo and Juliet. Okay, I, mean, I forgot that he did that. Then too. he wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But but then you take into account what he's written, both of the live action Scooby Doo movies were dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean Slither. Yeah. That I mean that's yeah. a phenomenal horror movie. Yeah. I mean the other good thing about Gunn is that, you know, he doesn't put up with nonsense as far as visuals yeah. and um, special effects go yep like you know he is into the practical but he's also into the cgi and he always finds a good way to blend those yeah. two and create a hybrid yep um which he and kind of proved again with the suicide squad oh yeah the, the sheer number of squibs in that movie holy yeah. crap <laughs> and, and and i loved that it wasn't that bad fake looking blood that that we've right, been getting right. everywhere on yep. everything yeah i'm so sick of fake of digital blood yeah so it looks sick terrible of it, it, it never looks, looks right nope ever like there i don't remember what crime show i was watching the other day and it was like criminal minds one of those kind of things and dude gets shot and they didn't even bother a, a an air squib. Like nothing like the shirt didn't move when the bullet impacted. Right, right. Yeah, and there's no sense of realism. It literally like magically there's a hole and there's digital blood seepage. Yeah. And it's like what? Really? Like I was seeing digital blood pools around victims. Right, right. Like Guys, Sam Raimi did Evil Dead with corn syrup and red food coloring and a couple of other little ingredients to make fake blood. It cost him nothing. I think we can expend nothing. 
to do practical blood. Yes, it might ruin a costume, but I'll be really concerned about resale on costume. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm really excited just in general yeah. to see what Gunn I, does with this whole yeah. thing. I'm loving that he's just saying no. Right, right. People are like, you need to do this. No, I don't. You need to do this. Nope. Nope, you're not getting him. Nope. And yeah. I loved I loved that with the whole Henry Cavill thing and, and fans freaking out that, that they weren't going to get Henry Cavill in any more Superman stuff. And James Gunn straight up was like, sorry, Warner Brothers and the previous dudes did, yeah. him, did him dirty. And I feel horrible that all that happened to him and that they're making all these promises while dealing with me right, right. and my producing buddy. And instead of consulting us, they started making promises that yeah. they couldn't keep. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, Henry Cavill, I mean, he had he to care. know. He didn't care. You know, I mean, he came out and said, oh, I'll be back as Superman. He had to have an inkling that this maybe probably not. W- maybe not going to happen. Yeah. I think it's just as much his fault as, you know, the execs at Warner or James yeah. Gunn or anybody he probably else. Have said anything. Yeah, he should have just kept tight-lipped until... They said, "Okay, yep. this is what this is a production slate. This is the schedule. Yep. This is the script. This is when we're filming. Right? You know, it's here's kinda, what you're doing. You're putting the cart before the horse when you just come out and say, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll be back as soups.' And yeah. Yeah. you don't have a script yet, and you don't have a shooting date. You know what? Maybe it's better to not do that. Right. And I mean, I feel like he kind of almost misled fans. And you know, I think he's fine. I think I think he they actually he did have a deal, and I think he did." That they were talking about him being in three more things as Superman. Right. And that they did have him sign the deal because Warner Brothers came forward and said it before he did. Right, right. And then he just confirmed. And then that was when James Gunn and his partner, like, what, two weeks later, were like, "Uh, we're in now and no. Yeah. And, I mean, first, I can't wait to see who they bring in the Superman. I'm I'm really interested. Because... Superman can be so many different characters. Yeah. You yeah. know, like like we can have we can have Man of Steel Superman. Like that is a cool Superman. Yeah. We could have old school Christopher Reeve Superman. I mean, there's so many ways to go with that character. And that's the other rumor is that in the flash that there is going to be a CGI Christopher Reeve Superman. I would. I. I can't lie. I would probably cry a little if, if I they probably did. would too. Especially if they play that dun 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 dun. Like if I like the minute I hear that music, it's just like yeah, yeah. <gasps> and you know that's another thing too. I mean Superman. Like you know we really. I mean Man of Steel was okay. Solid. 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 But I did kind of feel like that was Snyder's Superman, the same yeah. way that we had Nolan's Batman. I yeah. kind of want, you know, I don't think we need Superman's origin all over again. No, we can do without that. We can do without again. that. We've seen it a few times now. But, you know, I would like to see, a, you know, a true Superman story again. Yeah. And, you know, and this one gets unevenly bashed for no reason like mm. Superman Returns with Brandon Routh it was a solid Dude, movie it, it was, was such a good movie and I hate that it was what's his name directing it okay. yes yeah that, that does not help drawings. oh they're doing a drawing oh yeah Rudy's who directed talking. it it was uh, um, what's his name pedophile um, yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah. X-Men. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah. But it is a good movie. It's and, a good movie. And Kevin Spacey is Lex. Oh, my God. Was phenomenal. He was a great Lex. You know, and I think it did get a little dark there in the scene where they're basically kicking the shit out of Superman. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like that scene. But, you know, there were scenes like that with in the Christopher Reeve Superman yeah. movies as well. But that you know? because they've all, they're all used to the Pierre Spangler. Right, right. Like where Pierre got his fingers really in there and, and like ruined Superman 2. Yeah. I mean, that's what people were used to. Yes. They weren't used to the idea that Lois shoots Superman in the fir- in Superman 2. Right. Like... That yeah, that's right. That wasn't there. Like, she straight up shoots him. Like, I know who you are. Instead of jumping off a, a building. I think, you know, the problem with Superman is, and, you know, a lot of people complain about, you know, he can't be beat. You know, he's, right. you know, unrealistically, you know, uh, nothing can kill Superman. Right. I like, I like in the movies when... Superman is down, right? Because it proves that there are things that can there's tons of har- things harm him, other than just kryptonite. Yeah, I, I want. There's two Superman movies I want. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Um, Neil Gaiman story, and it's literally the story about how Superman is the guiding light, right, of right. our of our planet, and how he what a wonderful character he is. And Alan Moore's. Um, um, for the man who has everything. Okay, which is my favorite Superman story of all time. Be- uh, did you ever watch the uh, Justice League cartoon? Um, the the first one, the the one in the nineties, late no, 90s, I did early not. 2000s? Nope. Um, I'm thinking of uh, Super Friends. <laughs> oh, oh, no! The, it's an amazing show. It's on par with Batman the Animated Series. Okay. There's an episode in there where they redid for the man who has everything, and the whole concept is is that it's Superman's birthday, and he gets his present and he opens it up, and this thing latches onto him, and the whole book takes place in his mind, and it's him on Krypton as an adult with Lois with kids living the best life he could possibly imagine. And it's this parasite doing it to him. Oh, really? And the Justice League rips it off of him. And in the process, in a way, and he starts realizing that none of it's real. And he starts fighting it. And they're fighting it from the outside. And Mongol, like one of the best Superman villains, like physically can, can fight on par with Superman yeah. and is clever, is the guy who gave him the gift and is there guarding Superman's okay. body. And... Um, they t- rip it off, and basically, in the process of him denying it and them ripping it off, he loses all of his dreams, all of the dreams of his future, of what it could possibly be. And it's a psychological torment. And then at the end of it, you watch Superman lose his freaking mind. And See, I like Mongol that. Like I, a- I like that these heroes can be flawed and have things happen to them. Yes. And I think a lot of people think that, you know. Superman is impervious to anything, and he's a Boy Scout, and he's this, and he's that. I mean, he is a bit of a Boy Scout. Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, we've seen him. One of my favorite scenes. Um, uh, I can't remember who the bad guys were in it, but it's this group of British bad guys, and they're they're kind of 
terrible. Because um, they're British, dude. Right. <laughs> and they're fighting, and one of the dudes could psychologically torment you, essentially. Got it. And he keeps hurting people and hurting people. And, and Manchester Black was the character's name. Okay. And he's hurting people and hurting people. And finally Superman, and Superman's holding back the entire time. He's not going after him. And Manchester Black then threatens children. And innocent, like truly innocent people. And Superman's just like, I'm done. Right. And he goes in and beats the crap out of him. And in the process, at, at, after he beats him, he's holding him, and he has him gripped in his hands, and he pulls him close. And Manchester Black's like, "You're too good. You'll never do anything to, per- to really to really stop this." And Superman's like, "Oh yeah," and uses combines his X-ray vision and his heat vision, and burns out the part of his brain of Manchester Black's brain that controls that gives him the superpowers. Nice. And turns him into a normal dude. And just drops him on the ground, and this quivering mass of jelly and and. But I thought fear. Superman didn't kill people because he doesn't have to. <laughs> right. There are so many worse things to do yes. to people than kill them. <laughs> no, I think you know, a, you know, a revitalized Superman. We oh, yeah. we waited years for this. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of again the thing with Snyder. You know, kind of kicked off. And people had mixed feelings about Man of Steel. Right. And then, you know, really, I mean, Henry Superman was only in, what? Five movies? Yeah, yeah. Five? Yeah. And they were all, and, and he was great. He was a great Superman. He really was. I would agree. But I want comic book Superman. Yeah, me too. I want good comic book Superman. And if I can't have good comic book Superman, I want them to go with what they're doing now with the Super Sons and give me John L., his and, and Lois's son. And that's right. They just did a DC animated film, mm-hmm. right? Rise of the Super Sons or something right. like that. And John L. is gay. He's. Um, Awesome. He's just a really well-written, really interesting character. And people were so mad about that. Oh, my God. Superman's not gay. Well, guess what? He's it's not, not Superman. Superman. It's, it's his son. It's his freaking son. Yeah, get over it. And my favorite part about it was people were like, see, see, you, you make these comics and they don't sell. They don't sell. They don't sell. Nobody wants to buy this. And literally, Scott, I can't remember his last name, the writer of the book, was like, really? And he broke out the diamond distribution numbers and yeah. Amazon's sales numbers. Oh, it's probably through the roof. It was the number one book on yeah. both. And they had a trade coming out, and it was the number one pre-ordered comic. Right. <laughs> He's like, yep, doesn't sell. Terrible sales. Nobody well, wants Well, I mean, this. this is the thing. As culture changes and, you know, um, things, you know, get a little bit more... I'm going to use the term that I hate, woke, you yeah, know, but as we, word. but my meaning of it is that we become more culturally aware. accepting and aware of yeah. other people's um, personalities or sexuality, right. you know. And we, how what we say and yeah. do affects them. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you know, having a, you know, gay son of Superman is totally fine that because that's cool. what exists in the world. Right. And, you know... These characters are always a representation of, Their you world. know, different human elements yep. and characteristics and emotions and dynamics. Yeah. So when that happened and people were like melting down about it, I was just honestly just kind of laughing, like, let it go. 
At that point, I bought. That's when I, I went out. Right, like, I have right. to buy this trade and see what the hell is going on. And it it's, was so well written. It's part of our, you know, this is part of our world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that want to fight it, you know, sorry. Sorry about your luck. This is where we're at. This is it. This is where we're at as a worldwide yep. community now. Yep. Like, people are not... Um, well, get I mean, on board or get left behind. Right, get on board or get behind. You know, <laughs> like like we will happily say bye. Yeah, no. Like the train is le- has left the station. <laughs> well, I mean, they've touched on, you know, homosexuality with Catwoman. Oh, yeah. And, you know. And now, now Harley, Harley and, and Poison Ivy are officially a couple. Right. And I think it's have fine. You, there's one I, I I wonder. Have you watched that on no. HBO? Mm-mm. The Harley Quinn cartoon? No, but I always hear really, really good, it good things about it. It is a hard rated R. Sweet. Hard. Maybe I know what I'm doing tonight now. And it is hilarious. Other like, than like, smoking a bunch of weed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll go well with that. Yeah. It is literally fall out of your seat funny. Yeah. It is insane. I've I, heard nothing but good things about it. I mean... The DC animated stuff, it's so funny. We all like to harp on, on DC live action being a mess. Man, they've got it down with their animated stuff. Yeah, oh. I mean, I have like almost all of the animated films on yeah. 4K and Blu-ray. Yeah. And they are done very well. The only thing I don't like about them sometimes is mm-hmm. some of those movies, they cut out details. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the Killing Joke, the animated film. Yeah. It's really good. The animation's great. The story's great. But they do cut out minor details. Like, they couldn't fit everything in. Right. You know? Right. So they try to limit they still, those. They still have to, to edit for time. <laughs> yeah, right. Come um, on. I want the six and a half hour <laughs> well, Snyder the- cut of the Killing Joke animated film. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> great. We can actually see Jim Gordon get Roger yeah. with the strap on. That would yeah. be great. That's, that's what I want. Um, <laughs> um, the, 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 the one, the, so I, I get to do, to do something that, that makes me very happy. The Super Sons cartoon, our animated movie. Um, I keep talking about Critical Role and, and Vox Machina. Um, Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey are a married couple. They're both part of, of Critical Role. Yeah. She is the voice of Lois. Okay. And now he is the voice of Superman. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I saw that and I'm like, oh my god, that is just, that's too cool. And she, I love when they get great voice actors oh, for this stuff, dude. They are. She is nominated every year for best video game voice actress or best supporting voice actress in video games. Like, he's in everything. Um, uh, re- um remember that movie, Secondhand Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember the the greasers? Yes, that, that broke in. Yep, he is the really tall, okay, really okay. big greaser out of all of them. That's Travis. That was him twenty some odd years ago. But yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was kind of funny that I could tie it back to <sighs> my my pick of the weeks. Well, I think we can actually cut this show. I think we can, too. We, we've covered a lot today. We, yeah, this has been a, a, a very a two and a half hours of, of yeah. rambling. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Snyder, can you come edit this for us? Yeah. <laughs> we need the Snyder <laughs> cut of this podcast. Can you put some more CGI in this and a little yes, more action yes. for Dude, us? Dude, I need abs. Yeah. I need all the abs. Give me no, 12. <laughs> this is uh, this is always fun coming here. Yeah. You know, Rudy is a gracious host all the time. Yep. I definitely want to go, 
use the restroom yeah. and maybe do some shopping. You do that. Um, but, you know, make sure you check out Dawn of the Collectors on Facebook if yep. you're in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Um, the they next one's going to be in Plymouth? Plymouth. Is the next yeah. one in Plymouth? Rudy, is the next con here? No, it's in Plymouth, right? Or Plymouth. April 15th here. April 29th in Plymouth. Plymouth. Okay. Yep. So, so, yeah. Typically, get two your shows ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will be off tomorrow since we did the show today. And then next Sunday, I will be in Florida going to. He's going to, he's going to go see all the Star Wars yeah. stuff like I wish I could. Yep. So, Pretty geeked about that. But, yeah. uh, again, make sure you check out our sp- sponsors, ProjectorScreen.com, Dawn of the Collectors. We will be back in roughly 14 days. We'll see you soon, guys. Have a good show. Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good show. <laughs> yeah. I Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.